And this is actually the first time like I'm not uh, under the influence of anything. I'm just sitting here with my do-rag and a flap out and uh, with a blanket on. Uh, I I think I mentioned this on the last pod. I don't know how I feel about Sober West uh, when we are when we get when we get in these pods done. I thought we had like a mandate that like you had to be smizzy like in some way, shape, or form. I I, I thought I did too, but uh. I don't know things. Uh, things uh switched up on me quick, and now I'm just sitting here. Uh, I've got some water. Maybe I'll just chug a whole bunch of water and start feeling lightheaded or something. Some water? Is it Molly water? It could be. I mean, it's I, like I don't know if you've ever seen Shameless before, but it's like you are like sober Frank, and nobody wants sober Frank. It, it sounds like a good idea in theory, but at the end of the day, I'm going to continue uh to set forth tremendous amounts of peer pressure uh to make sure you continue to uh succumb to your chemical uh dependencies <clears throat> that's a fact yes it's just gonna happen i um it just is i don't know it's just i've accepted uh who i am and, and what i what i need to to uh continue living this life i i want to live and um it is what it is so we're gonna give this a try um i can almost guarantee the next episode we're gonna be back uh so maybe i might even go extra hard I might uh, pass out mid podcast for y'all. Oh, mid pod. That's that's a that's a treat. Um, that I don't know. I'm not sure of the people who deserve it yet. But uh, you know what? Hey, fuck it. Um, it's uh, almost homecoming weekend in beautiful Kent State. So fuck it. Let's get at we bring your tool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh. Yes. Uh. Bring your tool. Um. We are back. This is episode eleven. Eleven. Uh, 50 Lem, um, episode 50 Lem, um, of, uh, the wonderful, uh, you know, beware the L's podcast. I want to say that, um, you know, I think the fact that we keep the shit spaced out, uh, it, it, it allows anticipation to build. You know what I'm saying? If we just gave y'all this shit every week, like cook crack, then I mean, what would y'all anticipate? Y'all would just right, wake yeah. up and be like, uh, here we go. Here we go, bitch. Another fucking Beware the L's podcast. I'm really not trying to hear this shit today. You feel me? Like, I got shit to go do. And I mean, I guess I can put it on in the background. But it's like, I mean, I can get mediocre podcast shit from anywhere. You feel me? Like that, That's what it, that's what it would be. If, if, it, if we weren't who we are, that's what we would, we would turn into. And I just can't do it, man. Whoever said consistency is key is a motherfucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> because we, we need time to cultivate and uh let our topics and conversations grow so we give y'all the fullest the rawest the fullest the rawest the uh yeah the the fetty wapest the antonio hey, crow marty ist boy yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> of this podcast shit Yes. Um, you know, real quick, I'm gonna go a little bit off the cuff. Um, cause yeah. fuck, f- fuck, fuck, conventionality. Convent, can however the fuck you say that word. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> fuck that shit. Um, we're not here enough to be conventional. So, I want to deviate from you know our itinerary a little bit. I gotta ask a very important question. Um, do white people have culture? Um, well, like, like, is the like, is there a white culture like because because culture is technically defined as customs traditions practices clothing food music etc that is uh synonymous with a certain race or ethnic group so that's the literary definition but like if we gonna keep it funky like a monkey like do they have that shit 
Like, is green bean casserole culture or pumpkin spice lattes culture? Well, that that leads us to an even uh, deeper topic of who qualifies as white people. Because mm. I know, like, you could think, I, mm. I imagine German people have culture. They got uh, ham- hamburgers and, and a very rough language. Um, <laughs> like Italian people got culture. They got... They got uh, Mulians, uh, yeah, a lot of slurs, a lot of Lacoste Nostra, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, I know I'm minimalizing your your people and your culture, so if you're one of these uh, one of these ethnicities, fuck you. Um, I don't care. <laughs> so the real definition is who is white people? Like white American people, they have a culture mm. of oppression. Um, yes, saying the n word, co- colonialism, uh, extreme capitalism, uh, saying the n word in songs and then acting like oh man it's in the song why why would they say it if i can't say it or uh, i'm just saying it because I, I grew up around here or I, I just i just can't stop saying that word um uh, uh, touching black women's hair uh unwantedly yeah um it's a uh, you know you know and you bring up a good point because when we say we we do as negroids we use white as a blanket statement, but there are a lot of different types of white. Yeah. You know, white, white, essentially, if, I mean, if you want to break it down for the most part, we are talking about people of European ancestry. Most of the time, most of the time. Um, and you know, whether it was from, whether they came from, uh, you know, London, <laughs> England, France, <laughs> Germany, um, you know, they Nordic, if they can even from Spain, Portugal, that's still Scandinavia, uh, you know, Eastern European, um, you know, all of that shit for the most part that pertains to, it's not just Anglo-Saxon that defines white people, but those specific groups and those subsets, they do have things that are distinguishable that I think we would consider culture, certain types of music or certain like mythology you talk about norse mythology and shit like that which is very cool very interesting shout out to my nigga thor um had to pull up and gentrify wakanda one time good thing he um, did too we talked about it before but <laughs> i hate to see what happened if thor stayed home that day <laughs> he called him sick oh boy um you know and, and a lot of cool shit but i think when we talk about not having culture i think i think you're right i think we are we are talking about fucking white americans because white Americans are the fucking worst. I'm sorry. Like, no disrespect to my white friends who I'm very close with and I love very much. But most of y'all niggas ain't shit. Yep. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put my little disclaimer out. Any white women that's still around and that are down for the cause, um, I'm here. I'm a single. <laughs> I don't fully agree with everything you're saying right now. Um, <laughs> just want to put that out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, never to be not racially inclusive because, again, there's a lot of cool white folk that we do fuck with. But a lot of y'all, man, y'all know, like y'all know when y'all brothers and aunties and uncles and grand grandmammies from the old country ain't shit. Y'all know. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, like you know, we ain't, we ain't got to tell y'all. You know the conversations that happen at Thanksgiving and at <sighs> Christmas time when, ain't, when uh, the color folks ain't around. Uh, um. Yeah. Uh. You know. Speaking of color like, folks not being around. Yeah. I got the baseball game on the background. Do you know Sandy Koufax is still alive? What? No. Get the fuck out of here. Had nothing to do with blackbird colored people or black people at all. But I just saw Sandy Koufax. I thought he was, he's been dead. Man, Sandy Koufax got the swag of a black person. I sure, give him that for sure. Uh, Sandy, Sandy is down. 
I can't believe he said no, nah, man. You bullshitting me, bro. I'm pretty sure it was him. It, it looked so, like so. Him. So Prince is gone, and Sandy Koufax still alive. Prince, they had no twelve six curve all. a sport that that does not belong to us. Uh, shout out to baseball as one of the, the the seven black baseball fans still left in America. So were, shout out to us. We're, we're holding it down uh, for our, for the homies, uh, Jock Jones, Gary uh, Sheffield, uh, Mike Cameron, all my niggas. Mike Cameron, shout out to Mike fucking Cameron. Mike Cameron is all will forever be my guy. For sure. Um Tory Hunter. Um Always. Uh Ellis Burks. Oh boy. No. Oh boy. <laughs> uh Mike Jackson, Dwight Gooden, Flash Gordon. Flash yeah. Gordon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A whole bunch of niggas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Shout out uh shout out to these hoes. Shout out to these niggas as well. Um but as we talk about things that are not for us, um, we do got a couple things to get into. Uh, before we get started, though, um, Beware the Ills, episode LM. Uh, I am your boy, Uptown Ace Boogie. Uh, my esteemed co-host, Ain't That Wiz. Uh, fuck, fuck, I don't know. I don't really feel like doing a long, elaborate intro. Y'all know how this shit go. Um, follow us. Uh, Uptown Ace Boogie ain't that whiz and at Beware the L's on Twitter. The shit is there. Um, y'all should be listening to it. At, so honestly, good. at this point, we got we got um, we got ten episodes out right now. That's at least ten hours, probably about fit, probably about fifteen hours now of content for y'all. So if yes, you, if you rock with a show love, man, we we definitely need y'all to show love and spread this because we trying to go worldwide. I cannot get the crib in Calabasas by two thousand twenty two. If you niggas, yeah, do yeah, yeah, twenty twenty two is coming up real fast, my G. Very quickly. Um, yeah. I have no uh, <laughs> haven't looked at any any blueprints. <laughs> no, no zoning codes, nothing yet. So I have to get this popping, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a simply just slide to California and get my mansion in Calabasas. This is a, no, get... n- no, no. This is not a game. This is more of a if y'all don't start a like, rating, sharing, subscribing, uh, following, retweeting, uh, telling a friend, tell a friend. Yeah, yeah. Wes will be in LA by 2022, but he's gonna be hoeing on the corner. I mean, uh, that, that's what it's looking like right now. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to doing that um, for the mansion, but I, I'd rather not. I'd rather keep keep my Johnson where where it belongs. Um, but it's on, Wes it's on wants you. to maintain his dignity, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not above uh, selling myself, but I, I prefer not to. So it's <laughs> it's on you, the listeners, <laughs> to, to get me to get me the Calabasas. Uh, so so think of it as a per, as a personal journey, but as, as a personal uh, responsibility that you guys need to do for me and as well as, as my my co-host and this podcast as a whole. Yes, sir. Um, go ahead, put us over. Go ahead, put us over. SoundCloud, um, as well as uh, Apple Pods. So go ahead. Most importantly, uh, give us the rate is probably the most important thing. Honestly, at this point, Loki don't even care if you don't listen. Um, if you, you you could really just go to Apple Pods and just rate that shit five stars and just never interact with us again, we would also be okay with that. Um, yeah. So. Um, as we continue, as we roll forward, um, it is, as we mentioned on the intro, it is homecoming weekend, um, at our beautiful, uh, alma mater, Kent State University. It is the 100th homecoming celebration, um, good old KSU. And what is a better celebration than a gun rally? Um, (laughs) as soon as I saw that, man, I said, you know what, you know, what's really smart. 
let's have a, a open carry gun rally at Kent State University. Of because all, there's, no, there's nothing in Kent State's history nothing that would, that would conflict with us ne- in, the, in the slightest. Never even a sniffle of a strap anywhere near oh, the campus. No, never. No, not no. not my university. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, open carry rally. Um, we ain't gonna get too deep into it right now. Um, but. Uh, very interesting. You can you can Google that shit. Um, you know, there's a lot of videos, including uh, my guy that was uh, pushing through the crowd trying to pull the strap out. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> ready to shoot some naggers. He was ready. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've discussed Gun Girl ad nauseum. Nothing really new to add about this situation. Um, it's a fucked up world. Yo. No, I think about it. She could have some fire names too: Gun Girl, uh, Strap Shorty, uh, <laughs> Strap Burner, Shorty, Strap Shorty, Bitch with the Burner. She she could have pivoted, pivoted her name, and we would have been all for. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. You know, if, if she would have pulled a bad baby on us, you know, we would have yeah. we would have been all on board. But unfortunately, um, you know, she had to keep going. She had to come, Toby Keith and uh, flannel shirts and natty natty light. Um, so fuck you, uh, Caitlin Bennett. Um, fuck you oh, and all say her name on this podcast <laughs> and all your your right wing neo Nazis to pull it up with you because uh my niggas bus was standing on the front line that is Black United yeah. students always always shouts out to the gang um they will stand on the front lines ready ready so um I will say to all my people out of Kent State um be safe. Um, be safe out there yeah, uh, especially everybody going out there for homecoming weekend i may be in the area but i'm not hey. I, i'm not too keen on exactly pulling up because this is the weekend where somebody hey. might die i'm, I'm gonna I'm be honest there's a lot of late night roses i see you baby I see what's going on. <laughs> shout out to rosie's wings on the delivery side though um no I, you would order rosie's wings and bitches would get there three days later <laughs> Right, nah, fuck that. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know if we got the chance to talk about this. Um, real quick, why as we stroll down memory lane. Um, are, are you are you are you hip to the the new um meal plan policy at Kent West? I believe you you talked about it in the chat, but I I forgot that that chat be just moving all types of directions. But Man. Can you please reiterate, sir, for for myself uh. and the people. Jesus Christ. Um, Kent State, you know, over in his, in his prime was known for a couple of things. It was known for can't read, can't write Kent State. It was known for mm-hmm. College Fest. It was known oh. for uh, wild basement parties and random niggas' houses up and down University and College Street. Mm-hmm. And it was known for Rosie's. Um, Rosie's is prison food. It always was. But Rosie's is what we called home. Rosie's for the uninitiated, is an all-night diner or until like four or five-ish. Basically all night. Yeah. And where you can come in, come in any type of night, whether you're on campus, whether you're just kicking it, whether you're up studying, um, whether you're busting a dance move, whether you just came back. (laughs) When you just just came back from the kick it, um, everybody goes and pulls up in Rosie's. You go pull up, you order, they cook your shit. Um, most of the time, shit tastes like plastic. But you know what? Again, we love Rosies, um, yeah. full of all types of preservatives in that shit. But mm-hmm. wonderful preservatives. So, um, Kent State actually, on numerous occasions, has been voted one of the best places to dine, one of the best campuses to dine in the country. Not necessarily because of 
name brand restaurants on campus, but because of the ease of our meal plan system. Basically, you get X amount of dollars and you can use them dollars however you choose. You can use them all on yourself. You can swipe for somebody else. Um, not a ton of restrictions about where and when you can use them. Some minor rules, but no big ones. So Man, listen, I'm going to tell you real quick. I'm going to tell you what the hustle. I used to go swipe crazy and then like toward the end of the year, I would chill. And then like last day, like as I was moving out, I, I'd hit the hit the store. Cash out. And just cash out. That whole bunch of shit for the drive home, for shit when I got back home. I was buying shit my parents and whatnot. Cash out. That's when you go in the East Wing, you buy that big uh, 24 by 24 inch Rice Krispie treat. Um, <laughs> like he was there with me, boy. <laughs> so, um, and it it was always very convenient. Like like Wes said in that situation, sometimes you go hard early in the semester. Sometimes you run out of money. Very easy to hey, can I get a swipe? Hey, can somebody take care of me? Um, no restrictions on any type of carry out or any of that shit. Like very very easy. Honestly, probably one of the best parts of being on campus at Kent. Well, um, of course, uh, administration never lets good teams continue. So they bring in um, a new food provider, Airmark, which is known most specifically for providing food to lots of private prisons. Shout out to Airmark. Um, Shout out to Airmark. And they brought in prison food, but niggas didn't know that they was going to institute prison rules. So basically... They go from, we went from a system in which you had amount of money and every item on campus costs money to then having a fixed amount of swipes. So you get X amount of swipes for the semester. You swipe to get into the dining halls and then you can basically get what you want from there. But, 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 um, hella restrictions on where and when you can use them. You can only use you can only get food at any point during the day at like three different places on campus. Um, that's it. Um, can't use um, the basic meal plan. Can't even, you can't even get in the Rosies with that shit. Nope. Um, <laughs> you got to have some type of wild premier plus like super deluxe downloadable content edition of the meal plan in order to be able to get in the Rosies or or I expect niggas to pay VC <laughs> to get to get food. It is, it is. It's VC as fuck. Or you gotta like pay like a like you gotta give up a certain amount of normal swipes to be able to upgrade to a super swipe to use to get in the rosies. Um, no more, got, no I more goddamn carry out. math. Math before I can go. Just give me, give me. Yeah, a it, it, yeah. Like we ain't trying to go Zach Galifianakis meme every time we hungry. Um, oh my god. It, it, also, no more carry out. There's no more carry out. Uh, you, 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 get, you get in and you got to eat there. Um, that's it. Uh, and uh, a lot of other fucked up shit. Um, this is horrible. That, that, yeah. to, to be completely honest, that could possibly sway my college decision if I was. If I was dead a, ass. Dead ass, man. And this, especially if, if you got older siblings, older cousins, whatever, you know, that went there. And that's how, that's what you used to. You feel me? Like that's what you I'm know saying, yeah, about like, eating. Yeah, so you might have visited them up there. You've been up there. You get to see that in action. But because I was up there tricking off, like oh, it, was, it was crazy. It ain't tricking if you got trick. Shout out to Milaj. Where the hell you at, Milaj? I was up with Millage. We went. Oh get, damn! I don't know what it was. Now, now I'm confused. <laughs> now now you questioning life. Oh boy. Uh, 
That's regardless. Shout out to Millage Milage. Uh, come up on the pod. We'll talk about uh, all all your hits. <laughs> all your hits. All your, all your, let's talk about all your hits. All your hits. Yes. All your, let's talk about your non pay songs. There we go. We'll, we'll delve down that, uh, that, that uh, category. But uh, no, man, you're absolutely right, man. It's just it's it's it's, it's awful, you know, for that for that kid for those kids. There's a lot of people, um, Eastway. Um, you know, on the second floor, Eastway in the cafeteria, there's like that back, there's like that back, like fire, it's like a fire exit door yep. that which it looks like it should have a balcony, but there's not a balcony. Uh-huh. Um, now they've actually added a balcony. So like, you can actually go out there, you can actually eat, you jump can off, chill. Jump off when you realize you, you're out of swipe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's the problem though. Now that you have to swipe to get, even get into the cafeteria, um, a lot of people are been, have been trying to sneak in through the fire doors oh yeah of course um, yeah, that's the first that, to get into the cab oh yeah and on top of that the there's a the worst part there is a limited there's a fixed amount of swipes that you can give to other people students or non-students you got like five for the whole semester this is this is re goddamn ridiculous i don't um i don't it, it, meal plan tricking is one of the essential parts of being in college and yeah. um since well, i became a man <laughs> and taking that away from these from these young children is you are literally dampening their college experience. Though on top of the fact that uh partying has basically damn near been eliminated. Um, yeah, we, we saw that we saw the drastic uh, downfall of that. The, the decrescendo, yeah. if you will. Yeah, but now they are they're ticketing people um not just for like throwing the parties, people getting tickets for parking on the streets. Going to parties, they're getting tickets for being in the party. If a cop catch you in the party and say, "Hey, you shouldn't be here," ticket on you. We, I, I say um, this all the time, but I feel like we we were at at school at the perfect time, the perfect intersection perfect. Of, of coming in when shit was wild as it could be to experiencing that 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 heyday those first two years. It was everything was just buck wild crazy to to having to be more resourceful fun. the last few years. And, and they brought yeah. the, the 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 amount of partying and nonsense went down, but the quality of it went up. So yes, it was, absolutely. Uh, I feel bad. Like uh, I, I don't even know if I go to college anymore. For real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. I mean, it was you know, and when we got there, you know, we obviously well, you being a goddamn star, but uh, sound effect for a star. I was going to... if we. Um, you know, we had a lot of mentors or, you know, just older uh, upperclassmen who was just would just tell us all the time about how shitty Kent was compared to what it used to be. And that was in 2010. Yeah. People, they, they would talk about, oh, we missed the Robin Hood. And I, 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 I had got I did go to the Robin Hood once when I was in high school and I absolutely should not have been there. And it was a magical experience. It was what made me want to go to Kent. To Speaking be completely of the honest. Robin Hood, guess who almost got kicked out of Stars for going to the Robin Hood? Really? Yeah, man. So I'll tell you that story uh, off air. <laughs> Morgan said, I might bust it down one of these days on here, but I'll, I'll definitely uh, holler at you uh, uh, my Robin Hood experience. So, so, so you was in the Robin Hood before. Okay, you know what? Off, off air, off air. We'll say that shit. Off but air, um, yes, shout out to the Robin Hood. Uh, you know, talked about how shitty. Greek life was at that point, or just how there weren't as many go-to places in the city, because apparently there used to be multiple places, like actual establishments in the city where black people could kick it. We don't know nothing about that. 
Um, I don't, I don't, yes, I don't know. That doesn't even, <laughs> doesn't even cute with me right now. But, but we still, we had an amazing time um, adjusting. You know, I think by the time we got there, it kind of shifted, you know, from more establishments. Yeah, we had JB, shout out to JBs for life. But these JVs, man. but the kick it shifted from maybe some of those more Robin Hood type establishments to house parties. And when we talk about doing house parties, we did house parties better than any generation before us. And I stand behind that shit. Off. That's a fact. Um, but man, you know, the tail end, you know, of our run, our your last year, you know, my last couple of years, man, it was it was bad then. Like, it was, like, it was depressing. You feel me? Yeah, like, I would have, like, Thursday, Friday nights where I'm just, like, at the crib watching goddamn uh, whatever's on TV. <laughs> watching fucking Seinfeld. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be out and about right now. But uh, shout out to the, the police chief who came down after, uh, after the most be- beautiful function of College Fest 2012. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so, I mean, and, and now for it to be at a point where, you know, people... A lot of people, you know, I've talked to like, you know, some of my some of my friends, younger uh, siblings, they go there now and they're like, man, it don't there's no point in going out. If you're not old enough to go to the bars, there's no point in going out. And that is the most disheartening thing that I've ever heard. Um, Damn shame. E- e- either having to wait, wait to be 21 or having to go kick it in Akron, which this generation of Kent black folk is fine with. This is the only thing that they know. But for us. Kicking in Akron was a last resort. It was a last resort. For sure. We, did, for sure. Can, we didn't just go to Akron for no reason. Nope. I can count the number of times I went to Akron uh, on my hand. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's really unfortunate. Um, but uh, at the same time, you know, I hope and I pray that this generation of college kids at good old uh, KSU can uh, can still forge some, some good memories, some fun memories. Um like sure you, you know, like the well, ones that we well, have. Um, right. And speaking of fond memories, um, we have a lot of fond memories of of one Dwayne Carter. Um, I'm not sure where, I'm not sure where my musical life would be if Lil Wayne never existed. Um, yep, that that that's pretty cool. Uh, that's pretty pretty true for for pretty much anybody of our of our age, our generation. Wayne was undisputably at a time the best rapper alive yeah Clearly. and that's and that's hard to say yeah that is real you know and because they're the the best rapper alive debate since the beginning of time there's always been um there's always been usually some type of debate for the most part um over who claims that title including right now and a lot of other time periods i think gosh i I think the only people to ever really hold that undisputed greatest rapper alive title, man, I would say LL Cool J in like maybe like eighty nine to ninety to ninety one or ninety two, and shit outside of that, there's always a one A and a one B. Yeah, but Wayne stepped in at the perfect time, right after Hove retired. Dropped that Carter two and took the fuck off. Oh boy, that that uh, that that run from Carter two to Carter three is that is honestly possibly probably my favorite run of of music from from any artist. Um, just from the sheer sheer quantity uh, and and the quality of everything that you were getting. Wayne was remixing everybody's the hottest songs on the radio 
tearing them apart, making them his. When he was hopping on on pop songs, when he was hopping mm-hmm. doing a little rock thing here and there, mm-hmm. Give, it was just, it was just Wayne was all over the place and Wayne wasn't slacking a bit in anything nah. he was doing at the time. Not at all. Um, I will say I'll actually I'll probably say the beginning of the Lil Wayne as we as we knew it. Um, probably start on dedication one. I, I, I would probably I would probably say that that was like the 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 birth, the genesis of, of that era of Wayne. But everything from, I would say, 05, 06 through 2008, I'm talking three years of, of just non-fucking-stop. Um, every freestyle, every mixtape, every album, uh, all your your droughts, your dedications. Um, obviously, Carter 1, Carter... I'm sorry, Carter 2, Carter 3. Um, and... If you need a feature, you went to Wayne. You went to Wayne. And if Wayne was on a song, it was a hit. Uh, it was yeah. King Midas. You know, we talk about Drake having that King Midas touch right now. And honestly, I don't think anybody in the history of rap music has ever been more of an automatic hit maker than Drake. I, I Even more than yeah. Wayne back then. But, yeah, boy, yeah, he got talent. But 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 yeah, for, for, for that time period... Like you said, everything Wayne touched was was going crazy, and and it's it's like if you didn't reach out to Wayne, Wayne was going to take your song freestyle over it on on a, on a dedication on a drought, and niggas gonna be rapping his shit over your beats, for your song over that's, your own beat. That's, so, that's a little bit of foreshadowing. Uh, that's a str- bit, that's a bit. strong literary uh, t- uh, device, my guy. Hey, Some somebody pay attention go. to English class. Um, but uh, I know yeah. I know about juxtaposition. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Wayne. I think at that time he was he was also universally beloved because you don't. Again, we talk about the greatest rapper alive debates, and there's always somebody in the middle of these debates that's just oh I don't fuck with Hov. He too commercial. Nas my nigga. Oh I don't I, I don't fuck with Pac. He's not a he's not intricate enough. He don't he don't he's not a good enough lyricist. Biggie my nigga. And it's like, there's always like, oh, I fuck with this person because of this, or I fuck with that person because of that. But Wayne, I mean, the only person who was probably in his class back then was Kanye. But I think we still saw Kanye as more of just an artist and an arranger of great music than the best rapper, the best eater alive. Um, yeah. and, and I think I think part ahead. of that, him being beloved, rises from two... This is somebody we well we saw. I said as, as we were younger, but as, as little people older than us saw come into the game as a kid and grow oh, and grow and mature into that that rapper. You saw his 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 rapping skills improve. You saw him in, in being more of a dedicated to as an as, as an artist and putting out more better quality projects. So it's kind of just watching somebody grow and saying, you know what, they're up next into turning into they're on right now, turning into they're that nigga. Facts. So I think that's that kind of helped out of him trying to reach those the zenith of where he was at when he was at his uh at his peak oh yeah absolutely because i think in in this era um we tend to we tend to gravitate towards the artists that we not just identify with but the artists that we like you said watched grow from a caterpillar and in, into a butterfly um so to speak the ones that we kind of watched from the beginning everybody loves to be able to say they were a day one fan of somebody um, sure. because it, it feels so much more rewarding when they finally get there. Being a day one weekend fan when that nigga was just on YouTube singing random covers of shit, you know, that he could find, making it to OVO, taking all those songs away from Drake, 
um, that you <laughs> becoming the go-to feature R&B feature guy in the game to now becoming now being a full-on pop superstar. We feel like we were we we rose with him. We feel like we was yep. there, right there in the trenches with him, even though we weren't. It's a it's a you know it's a, we kind of deceive our minds into believing that, and that's why we. We we stand that those were stands come from. That's that's exactly that's that we were that where that developed from. Yeah. Um. So, and Wayne was exactly that somebody who we saw in the game at fourteen, fifteen years old, um, and really, really just you know act matured. You saw his progression every step of the way. He he's not an industry plant <laughs> like <laughs> like like Joe <laughs> Budden would say Eminem is. He's not an industry plant. He's not one of those people that hop into the game and you were just like. Where did he come from? How did he get his deal? Who put him on? Who decided that Lil Wayne was the next guy? We saw him back in 98, 99 when he was good. I liked him, but he wasn't, he wasn't that. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, you know, he had potential um, to see him get slowly get better and better and better and better and better. And then one day he like, I'm the best rapper alive. And he backed the fuck up. Well, he's, he's best rapper alive and then turned around and, and proved it. That's that's rare. rare because every, every rapper says they the best rapper alive. They're the best. They're the best nigga doing it. They're this. They're that. Facts. But a lot of them don't 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 follow up behind that with quality work or just just being the best rapper alive. And Wayne did that shit. Facts. Um. So you know we mentioned that um because Wayne uh, just recently uh, released the Carter Five the 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 uh, much maligned um the oft delayed Carter five that I'm gonna be honest. I don't, I can't say that a too many people were really, really waiting on except for your most hardcore of hardcore Wayne fans. And I say that, and when I say that, that hurts my heart just a little because we remember when a little Wayne release was a holiday. Um, yeah, I remember the Carter three being one of the, I will say top three most anticipated albums that I can ever remember. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's a fact, Lily. From from because what coupled with what Wayne was doing from all the, uh, on every mixtape and everything, we had the leaks coming out. Um, ah, my all time favorite Wayne song, "Gossip." Stop. Ah. That, that, that's up there for me as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, so like that, the anticipation. I could say I, I would consider myself. At, at, at some point, was very a super duper hardcore Wayne fan. Oh yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, like um, but yeah. a lot of stuff happened in, in Wayne's life. Um, I think, I think what, I think what changed the most was he his commitment to rapping uh, lessened a lot. Uh, you could tell that. He wanted to start getting into other things. He wanted to start making different types of music. You know, you want to go all the way back. I remember the first Wayne song, and in which I was like, wow, this guy is different, or he may be ready to go in a different direction, was one of my favorite Wayne songs as well, was Shooter. Um, and I was like, this, it sounded so unique. Yeah, um, it was just different from everything else we had heard from him up until that point. Yeah, and um, I think at that point we knew that he had some versatility that maybe we weren't, you know, aware of before, and you know that shooter type of uh, type of mindset um, ended up progressing and progressing and progressing until eventually we got rebirth. And yuck, Wayne's always had a kind of a rock star element to him, but 
you know, as he began to focus more on pop or rock, the rap definitely, uh, his bars definitely took a hit because of it. And I was, I say after Carter three is when we started getting some questionable Wayne verses, some verses in which we were like, okay, he's not, he's doing this for the bread. He's not giving us that, that drought three type of fire that we used to hear him from, man, shit, when you got that much bread, why would you? Um, and then just when we started maybe doubting him a little bit, he came back with no ceilings, you know? Mm-hmm. And he but just just for so long was able to just keep us right there to 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 keep all the Wayne fans still hungry and still excited and still, you know, uh anticipating all his new projects and all his new drops. And as time went on, he just he lost it. Um yeah, that's that's a fact. I, I mean, like that that's around the time, um, the I think it's I think the 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 downfall for Wayne. Well, we'll get into the, the, the where he's at right now. But I think the the quality of music for Wayne decreased dramatically after he got out of jail. Like that whole jail spell, almost at at almost what was the peak of his career. That was post. Uh, is that post Carter three? Yeah. yeah, right after Carter three had dropped, and he's having a million was probably the hottest song in the world. And he's like, go in a couple months. He's got to go to jail. And I think him coming out of jail, he, I don't know whether he wanted to, to pivot a little bit, but you saw that's when you got the rebirth. And I'm not a human being and all that. And I just, I, for me, that's kind of when I when I went away from Wayne to an extent because I, mm-hmm. I just felt the quality wasn't there. This isn't the Wayne that I, that I fell in love with. He's 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 trying to experiment too much, and it's it's not really hitting the way I guess he intended to. And, it, and yeah. as a fan, it wasn't really wasn't really uh I wasn't really rocking with it, but. Um, the anticipation was still there um, because you you could you know what Wayne was capable of, um, and it would only take one project for you to for, for me at least to fully hop back on Wayne the Wayne train pause. Um, yeah. Actually, no pause, no pause. It's twenty eighteen, <laughs> but um, that's the kind of the pull he had. Bike track and hit that bitch with that Wayne train. Ah, free my nigga Ti. Yeah. <sighs> Sue to the beehive. Damn. Oh, Damn Wayne. Yeah, so fast forward to um through label issues, through money issues, through seizures, through mad seizures, uh, just the album delays through Birdman beef, beef, uh, beef with daddy, beef with, beef my beef dad. with stepdaddy kissing the mouth, um just a uh, whole bunch of shit. Wayne finally man. came through, and, and after teasing the album for what four or five years, yeah, um we finally. Finally got to Carter Five uh, this past week, and you know, I I think it's so it's it's crazy because we don't realize that Carter Four came out around the same time as Watch the Throne. That is over seven years ago. Yep. Um, and the Carter Four, you know, being his first album after he got out of jail, um, it, it was very heavily anticipated. You know, you say you feel like that's when his music took a hit. I. St- I felt like at least initially when he first got out of jail in twenty late 2010, uh, 2011, he, he had a lot of fire. He had some really nice verses that I still, shit like Fire Flame and Welcome to My Hood and he and shit like that. And I was like, okay, like Wayne's still here. You feel me? Um, and then Carter Ford came and there were some songs on there that I, that I loved. I loved She Will. I loved Blunt Blowing. Uh, uh, so the John with uh, John Legend's fire. Oh yeah, um, but 
overall, it didn't feel the same. Yeah, it, I think the it, same. it didn't live up to to the, the name that the, the Carter series name that had been associated with the previous three um, editions. But, yes, um, and and that's also the time period for me. Um, by the time Take Care would come out uh, a little bit later uh, that year, a few months later, the first time that I was like, okay, Drake is for sure better than Wayne, which is something that I had never, to that point, never even really let enter my mind. Um, but since then, seven years later, and it has not wavered at all. Oh, no, no. If anything, um, the gap will. But yeah, yeah. Like so, so what? So getting to the quarter five after after everything has happened, what what are your thoughts oh, on the album? Um, feel? It's uh, I think the main thing, and shout out to our boy uh, Nick Shook, um, you know, uh, NFL, um, NFL Network aficionado. Uh, I think the one thing that he mentioned is that it sounds like it was it was not recorded at the same time. And obviously it wasn't. You hear some songs that sound like they are straight out of 2013. Other songs sound like they're more current. Um, and it sounds like, it sounds like they were recorded at completely different times in his life. Um, which we see a lot of times with rappers that are so like very anal about, um, about their art and how they want it to sound they will scrap entire albums if they feel like it's been too long since they recorded them because they know yep. how much the sound of music changes. Let's not forget uh, Nas' album done. Uh, probably one of the best individual songs that I've heard over the last couple of years. Nas' album done, it was on DJ Khaled's album. Uh, Fire Track, and that was in summer of 2016 in which Nas said, hey, my album's done. Okay, we're ready. We never heard that album. And he eventually ended, and the one that he released uh, through Kanye a couple months ago was a completely different album because Nas said, he was like, I can't put out something that I recorded between 2015 and 2016 in 2018. And yeah. I think Wayne was just so, so caught up in the legal, so caught up in the shit with Birdman, so caught up in just trying to get the music out that he didn't really realize that I'm about to be putting out shit that I've recorded over a span of five to six years, and it's going to sound like it. Uh, and that really, really, truly hurts the quality of the album to me. Um, there are tracks in which it's he sounds like the old Wayne. You get excited almost, you know? Like, wow, this is the Wayne. This sounds like a 2009 Wayne. This sounds like... Uh, you know, a 2008 or 2007 Wayne. And then there are other songs where it's just like, why the fuck is this even on here? Like, why did you think like this was a good idea? Um, and yeah. th you yeah, that's, that's like where I'm at too. Like, first off, there's, there's no album in the history of music. That should be 23 fucking songs. <laughs> I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The sweet spot for albums is anywhere from, maybe 11 to 13 14 songs yeah. that's all you need get in get out um you don't need to, to spend 23 but to, to speak on that a little bit that's like i feel like because wayne i feel like wayne's been had they had these songs for for years it's like this is going to be on the, the album this is going to be on the album he just said i'm just keeping all this shit because i feel like i, I haven't given yep. the, the world music in this long well 
the carving giving the world an, a Carter album in this long. I feel like I just need to throw everything on here. Um, I didn't think that was a great strategy. Um, cause like you said, there are some, there are some good songs on here that Wayne is harkening back to, to his heyday when he, he's going in. I, and I appreciate that, but, um, I've definitely did come around cause my first, um, off my first listen, I was like, man, this, this, this ain't the one, this ain't it chief on uh, <laughs> Twitter. This ain't it. Chief. But, um, I, I've come around some, um, I've sat with it for, for, for quite some time and I'm running it back. Um, but it's not, it's not really doing it for me. Um, I, like I said, like I, like I also like any of these, these recent Wayne's, the mixtapes has been coming out in the last few years, like the sorry for the wait twos and all this shit. That shit wasn't doing it for me either. Um, no. I hate to say it, but I, I just, I, I think I might be completely out on Wayne. Like wow. I'm definitely going to listen to a few songs, um, off the album some more, but, I think this album, um, in my hierarchy of the Carters, is definitely it's fighting for last place with four. Oh, fight! No, I will say four is definitely better than this, um, for sure. Uh, four was also a little bit too long, but there was an energy to four. There was still like he was, you could tell four. He was still yeah. Um, th- th- there was still no. there was still some joints on there. You know, that just made you that was just like okay, like he's. Th- Again, th- there was still a vibe. This I don't get much of a vibe from the Carter Five. Um, it's just yeah. it's just a random. It's a collection of songs that he was just <laughs> dying to put out, and he put them out. And um, I mean, there are some absolute gems. I think Mona Lisa is the one that obviously stands out the most. Um, but with Kendrick Lamar, but I always say um, if everybody can pinpoint, especially on a song with twenty with an uh, album with twenty three songs on it. If everybody has the exact same favorite song, then the album's not not that good. Um, yeah, but did did did, did whoever said that did their uh, album spawn an upward challenge? Huh? Oh God! What the fuck, though? Um, Where love go? And, I, and again, I I I'm sorry, I can't I can't let this slide either. Again, there are songs. Um, that's Mona Lisa's one of them. Uh, dedicates one of them. I really like can't be broken as well, but mm-hmm. like. Uh, Demon, Demon's also pretty good, but <sighs> uproar. Let's talk about uproar. Um, let's talk about uproar for a second. So, okay. So, uh, uproar samples, and we will we will get a, a little bit more into that later. Uproar samples, uh, the classic, the the, the hip hop classic, special delivery. Um, amazing song, amazing record. But uh, you know, and when you first when you first hear that. When you hear that, do, 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 you can't help but Harlem shake. It's just, it just moves. Nope. It moves through your soul. It's a natural reaction. It's like, uh, like when you were younger and you went to the doctors and the doctor hit you on the knee with that little, uh, little, little thing. Scalpel. And yeah. poked out. It's just yeah. a reflex. This is a, uh, Wayne has hit, hit me in my, in my uh, shoulder blades <sighs> and with the scalpel. And now, now I got it. Big facts. But my problem is not the song. It's the fact that Wayne, I'm sorry, Dwayne Carter Jr. Uh, buddy, this is not the first time you have used the exact same beat. I'm sorry. That is low-key unforgivable. And that's what I mean when, it, when we start to talk about the lack of energy and the lack of preparation and the lack of just of of attention to detail that Wayne really put in this project. He didn't. 
He just recorded a bunch of songs over a period of time and said, hey, this sounds like something that should go on the album. Because it's one thing. And now, the first time that Wayne used the special delivery beat, it was on Green Ranger on Dedication 4, which I believe was 2012. 2012? Maybe 13. 13. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think it was th- 12, 13. That was, I believe, the one that was, was 4 when I was introduced to the uh, legend that was Lil Mouse. Or was that Dedication 5? Yes. That was... Oh. I don't remember. No, it was D5. Okay. It, 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 was, it was on the same project as, as Get Smoked. So... Whatever, whatever one, whichever one that was. Okay. Um, anyway, it was D five. You're right, but regardless, um, he had a song on there, and I guess you could call it a freestyle, but it was still a song because he also had a J Cole feature on there, and J Cole also bodied the fuck out of him. Sure um, did. Watch that nigga and- <laughs> hung him out on the hung him out on the uh, <laughs> anchor. Oh man, uh, I'm in the Green Range, homie. I'm the Green Ranger, and Wayne, on that, before he spit, he lowered our expectations, first of all. And he was like, <laughs> I don't even like this beat. He said it. He said, I don't even like this beat. Before he spit some trash bars. But you didn't like the beat, but you liked it so much that you included it on an album six years later. Yeah, but Sw- he had Swizz touch it this time, so it was different. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he had Swizz touch it. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I can't give a pass for that. That is just a... That is just a a wanton lack of fucking detail that is unacceptable for somebody who's been in the game for as long as Wayne has, um, who has given us so much good music, so much artistically creative music to not only forget shit that he said, and I know he's had a lot of lean in his day, but to forget shit that he said, but to use the exact same beat, the exact same sample twice, that that's not good shit. Um, so I don't know. I'm with you though. Um, I like it because I, I like parts of it because Wayne proved to me that he still has the ability. Um, I yeah. don't think it, I don't think it's not a situation where Wayne is just a bad bitch who lost it. Like he just can't muster up the words, can't muster up the metaphors, can't muster up the flow anymore. He can still do it. But the problem with this album is he just can't do it consistently enough. Yeah, and um, I'm glad he put it out. Yeah, I'm glad he put it out. That's like the main thing, too. I, I give him a lot of a, a big up for that. Just actually just, just seeing through all the issues that were going on and everything. To actually just put the album out is is a is big much respect to him for actually just, just getting it done and getting it out after all these years. So that that's, that's, I give him a little bit for that. But um yeah, and you like you said, this definitely ain't no uh this ain't no Patrick Ewing on the magic, this ain't no Hakeem on the Raptors type <laughs> shit. Yeah, nah. Um it's he got it out. Um we we're all happy for him. He sold a lot. I think he sold about two two sixty six uh first week, uh which Ooh. is which is which is pretty impressive, Ooh. you know. But um overall I and I said this a, a long time ago, now that it's out, I hope that Wayne can retire and he can be at peace with the end of his career. I um, think another big change in Wayne was when he dyed his dreads like brown or whatever blonde. the fuck whatever the color it is right now. <laughs> that was a couple years ago. I think that, that's that's another thing that should have should have hinted to you people. Yeah. That um, know, this ain't what it was what it was. Yeah, and and I think and when I say retire, I don't mean not to rap again. I just mean to pick his spots more. I to I see Wayne now as more like 
do some do some big spot features. Do like some Andre three thousand s features. Like give us a feature like every year or two. Like make that shit feel like something. We talk about building anticipation. The anticipation. Um, give us that. Get Ooh, get get a right get now. a residence a DJ residency in Vegas. That's the type of shit that I want to see for Wayne at this point. I don't want to see him out here still trying to compete or honestly even really trying to make art because I think I think that's past. I really do. Yeah, so yeah, I, I wish him all the best. Like I said, he, he could pop up next year on a on a YBN Almighty J uh, a song and uh. <laughs> all, all uh, shout out to uh, YBN Almighty J. I hope that he's been able to rebound from uh, Black Hole China. Um, oh boy, this yikes! Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm gonna leave Angela alone. You know, I'm, I'm gonna let her cook. But uh, man, that mm. that woman is a toxic disaster. Um, but <laughs> uh, Lil Wayne, we are always rooting for you. Always rooting for you. Um, most importantly, I'm glad he's still alive. Um, That's another thing too, because this nigga's been uh, living on the edge. Yeah, I mean, because you hear, God, you hear shit like "I feel like dying," and oh, that was uh, that was my anthem, man. I was <laughs> oh boy. And, yeah, of course it was your anthem. Uh, you hear shit like "I feel like dying," and you saw all the medical problems he has, and all the lean that he still drinks. And I, we seriously wondered if Wayne was gonna make it to thirty. Um, and you see Mac Miller, you know, much different circumstances, but like we see the type of the type of pain that a lot of time artists are going through when we're when they're making. Music we talked about in the last pod, and and we heard that in Wayne's music a lot. Um, yeah. So for him to still be here, you know, still be going hard, it seems to be at a better place in his life. That's what I'm most concerned with. Take care of your family. Take care of your many children. Um, spend time with them. You know, uh, make sure Regine is good. You know, make a song or two. You know, here and there. Uh, if if you retire, fuck, you got a gun on. God damn it! Stop being selfish. Let gutta eat. Let K Kid eat. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what's going on with Young Money at this point. Young Money has become uh, Desert Storm. I know the flip mode. We got a lot of topics to get to, but I, I might just. I was gonna pull up the Young Money uh, roster and just go through that. Oh boy, pull it up right now. Lil Wayne. They got it in uh, quadrants of a. Uh, Three, it's like a three, three, uh, three artist, uh, rows. Okay. Or three artists per row. First artist is Lil Wayne. Second artist is a uh, Chanel West Coast. Oh God. Christina Milian. Okay. Uh, Corey Guns, Drake. Oh, Euro. Shout out to Euro. That's what a nigga name. Nigga name Flo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Drake is no longer on Young Money anymore. But continue. Drake, Drake, gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> gotta gotta go to Jay Mills. A uh, little twist. Jay Mills. Twist, man. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> Hey man, Jay Mills, shout out to Battle. I'm a Battle Rap head. Shout out to Jay Mills, man. Oh man. Um, Mac Main, uh, Nikki, nigga named PJ Morton. Oh, PJ Morton? Uh, okay. I'm hip. Yeah. Uh, Chanel. <laughs> hey, Chanel. <laughs> and, uh, and Tiger. Oh boy. No, no, okay, no. This is, I don't think this is an up to date roster because I know for sure that Tiger's not on there anymore and he hasn't been on there for a while. Uh, those look like an old picture. <laughs> Tiger is on good music. Um. What? Yeah, we've we've discussed this. Oh, maybe you was too smiths to remember. 
But uh, yeah, I, you know, um, I I wish Wayne the best, and you are a legend. He's an absolute legend. I will oh, say, it's not an updated list, but I'm not going to go through it now. But yes, you are you are right. The majority of these people I listed are hard to one. Okay, uh, I um, Wayne. I don't want to say this, and I don't want to sound bad when I say this, because a lot of people all over social media have been hyping up the Carter Five like it is the best thing since, since sliced bread. But that shit ain't canned, though. No, it um, can't, not canned at all. Eh. And that's, you know, and th- those are Wayne stands, and those are Wayne loyalists, which is, is it's all great to be loyal, but you also need to be honest. Um, also, I feel some type of way if you became like a Wayne stand. Like after, he yeah, got I, I I do too. I feel like you have way less cachet in this situation. Like you don't, you don't get it. You know, I, I don't want anybody. I, I'm not listening to the opinion of anybody who became a Wayne stand after. Sorry for the wait. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but when I say this again, I don't want to sound bad. I don't want to disrespect the legend, but I don't feel as if Wayne you see all the time goat this goat that people just love throwing out that term so liberally now um I don't feel as if Wayne um I don't I don't feel as if he had a great run at the top and his run at the top was as good as really anybody's in music but I don't feel like he has, and this is going to sound crazy to say, I don't feel like he has the the consistency, like the consistency in terms of longevity to really be considered top two, top three. And okay, I thought you, I thought you were gonna gonna go go like top ten. I was going to say, hey, 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 oh, hey you oh, 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 no, oh, no, I'm never gonna disrespect. But when I say that though, I say that because I feel like the longer he he keeps going now, the more he hurts his legacy. He's not adding on to it anymore. Um, I think there was a time period where you could have said Wayne had so many hits and so many quality projects that his percentage was higher. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if you only have four albums and you and three out of them four class uh, albums was really good, two out of them four albums was classics and some classic mixtapes and a bunch of hit singles. Oh yeah. And you the best lyricist going right now, outside of Jay Electronica and Lupe Fiasco, who don't really count. Uh, oh yeah, you top five. You 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 about to be knocking on the door of Biggie and Pac and and maybe even Hove pretty soon. But as that percentage goes down, you get what I'm saying. It's it's like it's like hitting a home run in your first at bat. And then going on an 0 for 25 slump afterwards. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, crazy. like he was like you said, he he was set up to to make that that jump into that upper echelon. Well, not that top, but from the upper upper echelon, the, the upper yes. room, if you will. Yes. Um and uh yeah, he just he a lot a lot of different things contributed to him just uh not ever getting there. And like you said, if he keeps uh Yeah throwing out these projects, I don't I don't I don't think it only it can only really hurt him at this point. But um I still just a big shout out to Wayne, man, for just even getting it out. Um, Absolutely. And then Absolutely. Just, like you said, just go ahead and uh, chill out. And um, I feel like if he dies, if he dies, his dreads back black, that might change some things. Um, maybe puts down the skate. Actually, not go ahead, skateboard. Do your thing. Wayne. I got shit. I got shit to say, dog. You're a legend. Let's put out better music. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
That's all I got to say. On oh, shit. Um, man. Um, wow. Jesus. Speaking, well, uh, speaking of putting out better music. Falls um, in the air. I just, uh, uh, it falls in the air. And, uh, falls mm-hmm. in the air means the start of basketball season. And guess what I'm watching right now? Your king. Is, is this my king? Your prince of Akron. Uh, and my goddamn purple and yellow just hit an and one. Oh. I might, I might, I might take away my hairline just to get it put back on, so I too can feel like Ramon. Ugh, it makes me sick. It, it, it absolutely makes my stomach turn. But I will say, uh, I too will attempt to smash yes, Jules, so I can feel like my king, LeBron James. <laughs> um, it's fall, so it is. Uh, as Wesley just so eloquently stated in far too many words. It is the start of NBA yeah, season. I, I might cut that. I don't want Maverick Carter on my ass. <laughs> um, it's a little cease and desist letter. Uh, next thing we know, our pie going to get pulled. Like, uh, <laughs> you going to send uh, Romeo Travis with the opera, I mean. <laughs> uh, yes, we, we Deez and Miro are our idols, but they are not our idols that much to the point where we want our episodes pulled like them. Um, mm-hmm. we, 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 I don't know if we'll survive an episode being pulled at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, NBA season, it is it's wonderful, you know, as fall, as fall is in the air and we talk about the leaves changing, you know, we talk about football, we talk about pumpkin spice lattes, um, and not f- too far away is uh, the onset of NBA season, and I feel like in a lot of ways, this is going to be one of the most interesting NBA seasons in a while, Not, and it's so weird, and it's not because there's any type of doubt as to who's going to win a championship, no. Not at all. Um, oh no, it's been it's, it's been written. Uh, you, you've uh, etched their name in the trophy for a few years now. Yes. I don't know. Nothing's been changed. Uh, yeah, uh, Golden State will the Memphis be- Grizzlies. <laughs> are- <laughs> oh, oh shit! Uh, you Golden State Warriors will be your 2019 NBA champions when they raise the 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 Larry OB trophy in um in uh, June. Mid June, but um, it's but it's it's more it's not about the final destination. It's about how we're gonna get there, and I think how we're gonna get there is gonna be one of the most interesting years that we've seen in quite some time. Uh, for the last wherever LeBron James goes, the power shifts. Now, I'm I'm not sure how that's gonna work out for the Lakers this year. Um, I am fully. I am fully behind the idea that another superstar is joining LeBron next year. I feel like Magic Johnson always has some shit up his sleeve. If he can beat HIV, then he can get a, a, a free agent to come to the that's Lakers. A, that's a fact. HIV threw a 3-1 lead on the Magic. <laughs> um, so, and I think if you kind of listen to a lot of interviews and shit that Magic has had, he seems he seems beyond confident. He seems more like, hey, like we already signed somebody behind the scenes. I just can't say shit right now. <laughs> um, it, so whether that's Jimmy Butler, whether that's Kawhi Leonard, whether that's Anthony Davis, I there we go. I feel that um, somebody is going to be joining Brian Brian um, this this upcoming summer. So as for this year, your Lake Show, I see them. Honestly, I see them about a six seed. Uh, Possible, probable first round elimination. I wouldn't be surprised to see Brian, Will, 
his squad to an upset of, you know, a Houston type of team, um, even. But I don't, I don't see y'all going past the second round. I really don't. Well, adjust your motherfucking vision, my nigga, because <laughs> we are going to the chip. <laughs> Who's chip? Who's chip? Y'all, y'all, going, y'all going to the chip Skylark? I say, yeah, whoever has a party and brings chips, that's where we're going because uh, <laughs> our season's going to end <laughs> when everybody else does. But now, nah, um, um, uh, if you don't know uh, by now, um, you never will. Um, I'm a Lakers fan. Yeah. So uh, this is my first season. You don't say. With LeBron. Oh yes. In case uh we have new listeners, uh, imagine that. Um. <laughs> that, yes, I'm a Lakers fan. I am. Uh, this is my first year with LeBron on the team. With LeBron like expectations. Um, it's gonna be a very interesting season. I think we are talented. Um, I think we should make the playoffs. Um, I think if everything goes well, um, and Levar chills out just a tad bit. Um, I feel like we might be able to sneak into maybe like a, a five, four or five seed. Um, LeBron could pick up his fifth MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't see us. I don't see us doing too too much in the playoffs. The West is just too strong, and we are we don't have the the, the guns that have necessarily been there and done that to to that extent. Um, we do sign a lot of uh, the mean team, if you will. Um, they have a lot of playoff experience, but they're not going to get as much minutes. Um, during the crunch time scenario, so it should be for me. This this season is all about just growth. Um, seeing how the young bulls play with LeBron, seeing how how everything flows, and then when Anthony Davis comes over, um, uh, start start focusing on actually winning some shit. Mm-hmm. But you spoke to earlier. Um, since we do know how the season's going to end, and since I, if you're just a basketball fan, like basketball, I don't see how you can go into any season disheartened talking about oh i i know what's gonna happen or oh, none, none of this even matters because i like watch fucking basketball i'm excited to watch absolutely Giannis, Giannis's growth Giannis should be should finish top two top three in mvp voting this year um Kawhi or not Kawhi, but Kyrie just just came out and said he's looking to sign long term in boston mm. so bad mistake bro. Boston. bad mistake. yeah i don't know what he's doing i don't know what he's doing with that that's uh Kyrie's, Kyrie's a different dude so, obviously um, but Very but uh, Boston has all the white girls he could ever want. That will, I'm not, I, I see the vision. Don't, don't that, get me wrong. That that, that will uh, spit in his face and call him a nigger as they're engaging in intercourse. So hey, I'm sure hey. I'm sure he he would like that. Hey, I ain't mad at that either. I see the vision, Kyrie. I got you. Man. <laughs> but um, so, so so there's that. Um, man, it's just it's just a whole lot of shit going on. Um. How the Warriors got interesting storylines. How Boogie's gonna look? Is KD gonna leave and and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> subtweeting and well, not even subtweeting, just take his burner accounts elsewhere. <laughs> uh, how uh, how Kawhi's gonna look in Toronto? <laughs> can't can't even replicate that Android shit. I see. I don't. I don't. I don't know what what was. I don't know. He uh, he, mal- he malfunctioned. He got a. I don't think he's on iOS twelve. He's still running on iOS ten. Need upgrade, um, but it's it's just a lot of different shit going on. A lot of young boys in the league. Uh, Trey Young trying to see how he's doing. See how my baby Luca's doing down in Dallas. A lot of shit going uh, on. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for season. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, you mentioned the rookie of the year race I, is wide is wide open. I think as uh, with this tremendous draft class we had this year, um, I think everybody has a chance to pull down to come away with that award from. All the way from uh, DeAndre Ayton and Luka Doncic, um, you know, all the way down to 
uh i got hoes uh calling a young nigga phone mo bamba and mm-hmm. and my guy young bull colin sexton who i i think one of my predictions that he will finish top three in the rookie of the year voting at, at the least i don't um, see it he's, he's he's not uh he's not gonna finish higher than Aiden. he's not gonna finish higher than trey young he's not gonna finish higher than a big ragu himself <laughs> big ragu. um well well the main reason i say that and uh, you know maybe there's a little cast man bias here he will have the opportunities that i'm not sure that a lot of other rookies other than maybe trey young will have um to have his offense running through him it's going to be kevin love it's going to be probably larry nance and it's going it's going to be colin sexton he's going to get his shots he's going to get plenty of shots and plenty of opportunities to pad his stats and plenty of shot and plenty of opportunity to step up so I think vi- almost volume alone um, and the need, shit, the need that the Cavs have yes. for yes. Colin Sexton is going to give him a lot of opportunity. Um, but overall, man, um, you know, the West, is, is it will be Golden State at the end. But, you know, how we get there, I think you probably got, you got Golden State in one. Um, I believe uh, Houston and OKC will be two and three. But after that, shit, uh, but yeah, say so you got yeah that that basically the the non Warriors tier of the West and then like outside of like your Phoenixes and your Sacramentos, everybody else is is, is in the mix for the playoffs. And and that's, and, and that's fun. That is fun yeah, as that's, fuck. That's for sure. And then like so as like as a Lakers fan, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But even on the um the complete the uh the the side of the league that the people think is well that is worse, mm-hmm. the Eastern Conference. I think the Eastern Conference is gonna be interesting as hell this year. Because um, you got yeah, Cavs, the Cavs are no longer in the uh, the picture to be in that that, um, that mix to come for 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 the first time in almost fifteen years. LeBron isn't there to run the yeah. East, um, which leaves it wide open. Um, to me, it's not as wide open as people may think. Um, but nope. it's it, it's it's quite competitive. It, it will be yeah. quite competitive. Uh, I think. I think I think we mentioned it uh, one of our mini pods probably about a year ago now. Um, at least at least four or five years ago. That it's going to be some combination of probably uh, Philly, Milwaukee, uh, Indiana, Toronto, Boston, and Washington in those first six spots, and then some combination of Charlotte, Detroit, the Cavs, Miami, um, probably battling for those last four, and that's fun. Um, that's fun as well because sure. y- you're looking at a, a lot of young teams with a lot of opportunity. But uh, you know, even up through you know six through two, uh, we don't know what the, what the seating is going to look like. We don't know if Milwaukee's finally going to take that step and become an elite team. You know, we don't know if Oladipo is going to be able to uh, is going to be able to replicate his production from last year. We don't know if mm-hmm. John Wall will stop throwing up gang signs long enough. Uh, to actually get his team somewhere, um, I wouldn't. We don't know. But the one thing that I know is that this Philly and Boston rivalry will be, I think, when it all goes down, is going to go down as one of the greatest rivalries in NBA history. As long as these teams stay together oh and they they stay healthy, um, this Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum versus the process versus Ben Simmons and Embiid every year is going to be fun stuff to watch. Now this year, I still don't feel like that Philly has had quite enough time together to be able to overcome 
um, just the, just the talent and the coaching of Boston. I think that this is Boston's year um, with a healthy Kyrie Irving, with a healthy Gordon Hayward, with the freak Jason Tatum, with Jalen Brown, with the guy who I feel, man, if he ain't surpassed Pop, he is damn close to it, Brad Stevens. Um, uh, as, as best coach in the league? Yeah. Yeah. He's close. I don't think he surpassed him yet, but he, he's definitely close. Um, um, w- with all that behind him, I don't think Philly for this season stands a chance. And I do feel like it will be Boston and Golden States when it's all, uh, when it's all said and done. I take alert. Uh-oh. I think yeah, I'm leaning towards, towards choosing Boston to coming out the East, but I am, it's literally almost a coin flip at this point. I think Toronto, man, you know what? To say. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think that the difference between, uh, DeMar DeRozan and and Kawhi Leonard will be felt yeah, this I'm year. You, um, you you traded away your franchise player, your franchise leading scorer, for an even better player. Like yeah, you better. You got you got yeah. Danny Green, who who's a who's a very very good defensive wing and a, and a shooter to add to your 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 very good defensive team with with an elite bench. Um, mm-hmm. it was really only problem. And not getting to an NBA Finals was running into goddamn LeBron. Yes. So I think it's gonna be interesting um, to see how they, how they how they come together and then how they they match up with Boston at full strength. I think that's gonna mm-hmm. be like I'm definitely tuning into every every Boston Toronto game. I guess, oh yeah, I absolutely. Uh, I think again, and you know, if Kawhi is healthy, um, he definitely seems fucking healthy when I be playing him on 2K. Motherfucker, <laughs> that nigga's unstoppable. Holy uh, sure. is. But um, you yeah yeah um, and I wouldn't be surprised if if Philly doesn't end up making it to the conference finals. Um, Toronto is in position, uh, right now with the team they currently have assembled. They don't have a long window because I feel like Kyle Lowry, who you know that I hate, um, it's he he's old enough to the point where he don't have a long time before he he's gonna fall off a cliff. One day Kyle Lowry's just gonna wake up and he's gonna be garbage. Um, he gonna be like. Somebody's like six man, like coming, like playing like twenty three minutes a game, shooting like three for eleven, like, and he's not, he's not far from it, um, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, the so, clock is definitely ticking down on his 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 prime, um, uh, his prime prime being. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, yeah, and and they are again healthy. Kawhi finally, and Toronto's gonna give him the opportunity to finally be that guy. He's not gonna be playing in a system no more okay. where. We, you know, we rotate the ball and we find the open man and we we play the hot hand. Nope, he's gonna get force fed. And my hot take for this season, uh, drum roll, please. My no. hot take, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> my hot take is that uh, if LeBron James does not win the MVP this year, it will be Kawhi Leonard. I I I, I don't see the vision, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I, nope. I, I, yep. I get it. I, yep. I, 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 I yeah, caught it. The first I've heard, first time I've heard anybody say that. But I get it. I get it. He was, remember, top, he was top three. Twice. Remember, last time we seen him full season, he was top three. I think both years. Um, remember this. So, um, yeah, but it is. It, it's it's gonna be. It's gonna be a great season. It's 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 a great time to be a basketball fan, even as a Cavs fan after losing LeBron for the second sure. time. Even I don't feel as discouraged. I, like I said, I like you? You got Sam Decker. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, my um my baby calves, uh shout out to my WWE 2K19 uh that just finished fully downloading for the kid. Um so that's interesting. You but downloaded new games, haven't played any my league games. But speak on your baby calves, please. <laughs> uh uh hmm. um yes. Uh so as to avoid uh the conflict. Um my baby calves, man, uh it was just a preseason game, but I liked how they looked. Um, you know, I said back after the draft that I felt like we were gonna be competing for eight, and I, I feel really strongly about that now. Even hmm, I'm gonna stop right now because somebody on the cast is getting my L of the week. Oh, but um <laughs> but uh looking looking very solid. Um and I'm really excited about the opportunity to grow that we are going to see for Larry Nance, Colin Sexton, uh, Chetty Osman um, specifically. And um, it, it, it's it's going to be fun to watch because it's not a foregone conclusion anymore. We Listen, we could we could, make, we could be the eighth seed or the seventh seed. We could also be the worst team in the NBA. Yeah, All right, a lot, so. A lot of very little <laughs> options for you guys. Um, a lot of variables, and that's what's going to make it fun to watch because, you know, as much as you love and appreciate LeBron, I think, hey, I think sometimes when you win all the time, when you, you know, win, 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 you know, curve everything else, I think that you don't appreciate it anymore. Because I will say last season, I barely watched a regular season Cavs game. If I, if I did, it was a big game. It was a TNT game or it was an ESPN game or it was Christmas Day. I wasn't just watching the Cavs week to week, the Cavs versus the Detroit Pistons on Fox Sports Ohio. I didn't care. Because we knew how the season was going to end, and now um, it feels a lot different. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lot. It's a it's, it's very exciting, and I'm I'm excited for hoop season because for sure, for uh, sure. I think football football season is going to rip my heart out within the next couple of weeks. I can't do this shit no I more. See, yeah, if so. it hasn't already, this is a it's a tough one. Your, your brownies, man, look looking good, but yeah, the, the inability to finish the, the the league conspiring against you guys for, for <laughs> God knows why, but. Um, <laughs> Yes, um, but um, yeah, man, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's tough, but uh, NBA season um is I don't know, it's one of the best times of the of, of the year to be black, you know, um, it's just it's what a time <laughs> to be alive. Okay, uh, sure, yeah, um, you know, and uh, you know, we get a lot of we get a, we get a lot of quality, you know, um, I think this year we're gonna see um. We're going to see a, a lot more parity. I think we're going to see, you know, a lot more of the gaps closing, um, so to speak. Um, you know, and I think that a lot of people, a, a lot of young guys, a lot of young coaches, a lot of young teams are going to be taking advantage of the opportunities afforded to them. Um, another young individual who takes advantage of the opportunities afforded to him is Jacquees. Oh, boy. Um, My nigga. <laughs> um, now, I want to preface this by saying I'm not a huge <laughs> I'm not a huge Jacquees fan. I, I I like I there's a I, I mm, he's he's not I'm not a fan of him. But uh that man has commandeered uh that nigga hopped on to LMA's pirate ship and he commandeered that shit, threw her overboard, and oh, yeah. trip now belongs to him. 
Oh, for uh, sure. He definitely uh, is Captain Jack Sparrow in this in this shit. Pirates of the Caribbean six. I'm taking your song, nigga. <laughs> um, LMA, uh, the lovely British export who popped on the scene um, late spring with uh, Buddha. 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 Um, you know, came back with her with her second single, looking to strike back uh, w- with her Bardier Cardi um, when she struck back with uh, Trip. And first time I heard it, I'm like, eh. What? And that was it. Uh, nah. Was not a fan. Was not a fan of Trip, the LMA version. Oh my! And I was just like, it, it's cool, it's alright. Um, but I hear that little gremlin-looking nigga Jacquees, man. He's, and he's a baby. He's only uh, a baby person. He's tiny. <laughs> and man, he came with some heat. I mean, he commandeered the fuck out of her shit to the point where you forget the LMA even made the original. And um, his song, his uh, Jacquees's version of Trip became uh, exponentially more uh, popular than LMA's version to the point where radio stations, I know here in Cleveland, radio stations were playing the Jacquees version and not the LMA version. Uh, Jacquees's version charted on Billboard, not the LMA version. And LMA's label was like, you know what? Nah, nigga. Um, they hit that, they hit that nigga with the cease and desist. With the quickness. Sure did. I also had no idea she was signed to uh, Mustard. Yes. Uh, yeah, she... Uh, well, Jacquees just found her tempo. Uh, she didn't find her tempo. Uh, I don't know, man. I think Trip is better than Boot Up, for real, for real. Ooh, that's a hot take. Whole, uh, but whole, but whole, you know what? I love Trip, man. But, but you know what? That's almost fair because I didn't like Boot Up that much. I think I like the... The... The emotion... The feeling, the good time feeling that it brought out in people. I think Boot Up's gonna be a cookout song. Oh, um, sure. In, 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 in 10 to 15 years, but it's just as a song, it didn't move me. And Trip didn't move me that much either. Um, but not, and not, and this is also not to say that LMA isn't, uh, isn't very talented because I really like her voice. I think she has a beautiful voice. But, your heart, your heart is cold as ice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, nah, um, that Jacquees version really, you know, it made me and a lot of other people go, damn, like, maybe LMA wasn't doing this shit as good as, as we thought she could. And, uh, yeah, the label, uh, good old DJ Mustard hit that nigga with the cease and desist. He was forced to uh, take it down, um, take that mustard, shit off SoundCloud. Mustard cease and desist, how? Hmm? I said mustard, de- mustard cease and desist, how? Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, took that shit off off the billboard, off uh, YouTube, off uh, everything. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have been spitting a lot of vitriol at LMA. Um, Good work. Good yeah, work. Uh, you know, calling her a hater and calling her XYZ. And I really don't think it, it was her decision to, uh, you know, to send a cease and desist. But I do feel like this was a really big missed opportunity um, because... Uh- it, all she had to, all she and the label had to do, was bring him in for the official for the remix. official remix. That's it. Oh my god, that second, is it. Give him the second verse, yep. then come together and do some little back and forth shit on the third verse, and you got yourself a nice fall. You got a hit. Winner slam. Um, you, still gonna play the shit out trick though. Believe that. Oh yeah, and, and you got a hit, and and, and it, it's very it's. I feel like anybody with eyes can see how easy and, and what a money-making opportunity that would be. And your Jacquees and LMA now are going to lose out on a ton 
of De Niro because somebody at the label couldn't see the vision. They couldn't see the vision. They couldn't see the 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 joining up and the linking up instead of trying to shut something down and to uh, to, to to you know to, to try to slow or to try to end somebody's wave. And I, I think that that's not only is it extremely corny, but fiscally it is not a good decision either. Um, yeah, you know you we we've seen so many fucking songs over over you know the last few years in which you know they had some dope remixes and you come together you know for the official video and guess who's in it the nigga with the dope remix or 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 the the woman with the dope remix um happens with the with the weekend a lot um as we know uh with with, with shit like uh shit like drinks on us in which he wasn't on the original version original version was just uh future and sway lee and the weekend hopped on that bitch had a mean ass freestyle when the video came out. Who was on it? Hey, Bill. That's that's an Abel song right there. Um, and I and I, and I love me some future, but Abel just came over and just just jacked that oh, shit. Oh, absolutely. And uh, speaking of jacking shit, uh, my good friend Wesley and I feel like this is a wonderful opportunity to uh, dive a little deeper into one of I feel like is the best parts, the most entertaining parts of music, of hip hop, of R and B, and that's still another nigga shit. Um. Mm-hmm. So our top five, top five, top five, top five of the week is going to uh, discuss the top five just stolen, hijacked songs. Um, our top five favorites. Now, we also I I, I want to preface this list by saying this is not this is not a list of bodying somebody on their own song because if that's what this is, then the weekend would have spots one through thirteen. This is not. Eminem would have number one because Eminem Renegade. But this this is this list is a discussion of people who were able to uh, reimagine uh, songs, uh, make covers to songs, or remixes or freestyles to songs um, that were so damn good that you forget that the original ever existed. Um, so this is our top five, top five, top five, top five, top five of the week. And I'm going to let you kick it off. Okay. As in classic West fashion. I don't have a full top five. Of course. I put I put very little uh, <laughs> thought and time into creating my list because that is my brand. <laughs> but I do have more than I had last time before whatever our last uh, top five was. Um, I feel like the Alpha and Omega, I think like, I'm just going to switch straight to number one, but I have a couple more. Number one, I feel, has got to be Wayne during his mixtape run. Mm. Wayne... Lily was just hopping on every single hot song that was on the radio, every single song that was buzzing in the streets, and he was mm-hmm. murdering it to the point where you don't remember half these songs. Yes, like you don't. Who was the name of the group that that made the "Watch My Feet" song? <laughs> Watch my feet. Wow. Yes, that's that's a fact. Nigga, well, I say real niggas know, but niggas don't know Darrell. No, real niggas know Darrell, but but the majority of people don't know Darrell. Agreed. It, it's just it's just Wayne just 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 bodied shit just took just took songs from you, and as like I tweeted about this, I think we talked about it before, but just it's got to be just a terrible feeling knowing I just made the biggest song of my career, and Dwayne Michael Carter is just gonna hear this shit, <laughs> like it, rap over it, and no one's gonna give a fuck about me. Nope, a goddamn, not a half That's a goddamn. No reason why I didn't I didn't get in the rap game because I knew there was a chance that I might I might make a I might make a banger and Wayne come through and steal my shit. Y- I don't, yes, I'm not that, that's the reason. That's the exact reason. The only that's the only reason really. Yeah, that's the only thing that helped me back myself. Absolutely. Um, 
So yeah, I think Wayne in his peak during the mixtape run between uh Carter Two and Carter Three is probably the best best nigga at uh hijacking songs and making them his own. Um other songs, other situations I had, I had Drake um with Hotline Bling. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Not necessarily not exactly stealing the Cha Cha song, but just enough. just taking it and singing. Uh, 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 yes. Enough that, that it made that nigga drama hot. Um yeah. I'm so glad that drama was able to bounce back from that. I I, I really I really am. And it's crazy because I like I heard Cha Cha. I was like, oh, Cha Cha's cool. I fucked with Cha Cha. Uh, eh, it's it's all right. It's it's it's, it's a song. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's music. <laughs> it's music. Literally music. Then I heard Hotline Bling. I was like, oh, this shit is different. I like this. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a Drake effect. Um, it's you. It's usually the Drake effect. Always or things. Yeah, pretty much always. Um, so yeah, Hotline Bling is definitely a situation where you see that. Um, I there's a situation I had with Drake. Got a uh, his song taken from him. Um. And that is when Tory Lanez did Controller. Ah, wasn't expecting that yep. one, but true. That Tory Lanez Controller is a monster. It is. I agree. I love that shit. Yeah, Drake. That's one of the few times uh, Drake got one of his songs stolen. If if fucking Justin Bieber added a second verse, that's it. To, to I need a one dance. I <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be jealous. I'm that. That's one. That's one of the few things that really irks me about Bieber. Is he had that. He had that song in a goddamn bag. The first verse is amazing. And then he just he, he lets up. He takes foot off the gas. He's like, Drake's the homie. I'm not going to completely take his song. <laughs> had a chance. Shout out, shout out to King Beebs. Oh, that's that's the, uh, another patron saying of the podcast. Absolutely. Um, another, I don't even know if this song was the next, it was official remix with um when uh Queen Bee came in and uh said, Justin Timberlake, I, I, I hear you did a nice little thing with uh Until the End of Time. Uh-huh. Um, it actually was an official remix. It was an official yeah. remix? Okay, never mind then. Um, but still, also, I, I also hot definitely take. considered that one. Yes. I enjoy Justin's uh, ver- solo version more than uh, the one with Beyonce. Oh, I do too. Oh, oh yeah, no. I, yeah, okay. I thought, right. I, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a hot take. I thought, I thought uh, well, if you're listening too, if you're a Beyonce fan and uh, you got some issues with me, you can come find me in uh, uh, Dove Run, Milton, Delaware. I got, I got anything you want for you. Um, yeah, there you go. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that, I was really trying to come up. This, this is a, I come up with a list the past two days, and I've been at work. And I've been busy and distracted. Sure, uh, work and, distracted. Yeah, yeah, and and just just uh, focusing on other topics that we had <laughs> lined up for the podcast. Wink, wink. Um, but yeah, so those those are the ones I can think of off top. Um, with the most, with Wayne in his 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 run being the the, the most egregious thief. Yes, um, was, um uh, absolutely. Uh straight up uh jacking for beats, uh Trey Songs, but much better than Trey Songs. Um yep. oh, I, I forgot Trey. I forgot Trey went on his little little run. Yeah. What were the uh, anticipation tapes? Yeah, anticipation, uh swagger like songs, uh jacking for beats. Um yeah, uh, quite a few, quite a few. Um I forgot about that. I I have uh a good few songs on here because I actually put time and effort into crafting this podcast. Uh, your brand uh, specifically stipulates that you cannot. Um, so, oh, yeah. you know, I understand. So I'm going to start with a few honorable mentions um, before I get into the actual top five here. Um, hold on. Ah, okay. So um, one of my honorable mentions is uh, it's not quite as much a stolen song as it just is. Damn, nigga. Um, is Click, uh, a song that originally belonged to Big Sean and was just a song with, uh, it was two Big Sean verses and a Kanye verse. 
And then Kanye was like, nope, this is not going to work. We're going to make this a long-ass Kanye verse, a whole verse, and barely a Big Sean verse. And um, you forget that Big Sean was on it. Uh, Kanye's verse was incredible. Uh, Hoes was right behind him, and Big Sean was just there. So I feel bad because that is not the first time in Big Sean's career that that happened. It also happened on All Me. All Me was originally Big Sean's song. Um, Did not know that. Yeah, and, good thing. Good thing it didn't end up that way. <laughs> and and even though and even though uh, Big Sean does have the most memorable verse on All Me, he's got the, the most memorable six words. line. He's got the most memorable line. Uh, oh, oh, shut the fuck oh, up. Fuck. Yeah, he's got the um, best six words on that song. Okay. Yeah, uh, it you we don't that song does not go down in, in memory as being damn. That's Big Sean shit. No, you think about Drake and 2 Chains, and then Big Sean just kind of rolls in at the end. Um, another one, as you mentioned, from Wayne's glory days, uh, Lil Roland. Um, because a lot of people don't even know that that song is actually Gunplay's. Uh, shout out to another one of our patron saints of the podcast, Gunplay. Um, I thought that was a Fab and Jeezy. That was Fab and Jeezy first. See, you thought it was what? Fab and Jeezy. No, that song was Gunplay's song. Uh, then Fab and Jeezy made their version. Then Wayne made his version, which is the version that most people remember. G five sitting on a runway, runway. fat ass chopper, call that bitch Beyonce. Beyonce. Are you sure this is a gunplay song for? Absolutely, because I do my research. Okay, um, yeah, I don't do my research. I'm doing it now. <laughs> um, as, so that's another one that definitely goes in the honorable mention. Again, just absolutely making people forget um, about the original versions. Another one. Uh, it's, it remains an honorable mention mostly because people still are very aware, obviously, of the original. And it's Meek Mill, Tony Montana. And the reason that I put this here is because it is the genesis of Meek Mill's bezel bars. Uh, yellow Rolly, yellow bezel. Um, She's on another level. I pop a perk. I fuck your bitch. Got you blowing up your blowing up her phone while she's sucking dick i mean you talk about iconic bars um no disrespect to future no disrespect to navadius um but uh young me it was a goddamn future it was a goddamn gc song first i knew it well close enough it wasn't it was it damn sure wasn't wayne's first oh yeah no wayne came through and just took that shit completely um, but yes Yes, so uh, Tony Montana, Meek Mill, yeah, Robert Williams. Sh- shout out to uh, shout out to Navadius, but uh, Meek did his goddamn thing. So as I move into uh, my top five, my my actual top five, number five um is an interesting one because again, it doesn't make you forget about the original, but goddamn, when it dropped, it overshadowed it. Rick Ross and Wale's "Make It Rain" freestyle. Um, if you remember this song, you remember this video. Um, in Magic City. Special video. It was special. Very special video. <laughs> okay. Um, and Ross and Wale came with some of their most chauvinistic um, bars that we have ever heard from them. Let's go. Misogyny Gang 2018. He's still here. What's um, up? I, I, I'm glad it's a different time. But uh, they, yes, this was a party anthem, strip club anthem. Um, hell of a fucking song. Hell of an effort from Ross and Wale. Absolutely. My number four. Um, we already mentioned um, a bill. Uh, we mentioned drinks on us and another song, kind of from that era um, that he absolutely jacked was or nah. Um, I was gonna say or nah. That was, was gonna be my guess. Yes, yeah. uh, a song that originally was just Ty Dolla Sign and Wiz Khalifa, I believe. 
Um, and then weekend, hey, hey guys, um, uh, I'm here. <laughs> All right. Um, I probably my favorite single weekend verse that he's ever put out, his or not verse. Um, fire. Uh, he broke that shit down to the fullest. And since Ty Dolla Sign's not stupid, Ty Dolla Sign decided to put The Weeknd on the official remix after he heard his freestyle because he likes making money. Um, or nah, coming in number four. Number three. Um, is that a mustard beat? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, mustard should know the deal already. <laughs> uh, number three, um, a good one, one that I'm excited about. T. Wayne, Nasty Freestyle. Uh, because this is another one that people didn't know that there was actually an original song to. Uh, the original Nasty. Holy shit, I completely forgot what this guy Uh, the original Nasty was made by a Negro named Bandit Gang Marco. And... Oh, Bandit Gang Marco. Yeah, yeah and the original Nasty was a good song. Like, you know, what the, that, that bitch nasty. Like, like, it was a good song, but... First, let me hop out the motherfucking Porsche. Um, took that shit to another level. And that's nasty is the first time that I can remember feeling sorry for somebody because you talk about not just making people forget that you ever made the original, but the the success, the uh, the, the heralded success that uh, that T. Wayne ended up getting is the first freestyle that I can ever remember cracking the top 10 of Billboard. Um, he's doing performances on Jimmy Fallon. He's getting millions and millions of SoundCloud and YouTube hits. He's, uh, you know, yeah. making radio appearances and touring and going to all type of summer jams off of a goddamn freestyle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's inc- and, incredible. Uh, it's incredible what taking, taking somebody else's music can do for you. Absolutely. And I, it makes you feel bad for Bandit Game Marco. Wherever you are, Bandit Game Marco, whatever you're doing right now. Yeah, um, with you in solidarity. Yeah, I, I hope he dropped off some royalties to you for sure. Uh, number two, let's get into the good ones. Uh, Wayne, sky's the limit. <sighs> now, being an aficionado of H-Town music, of course, I'm aware of the great Mike Jones classic, Mr. Jones. But you would be surprised how many people have never heard Mr. Jones before. Um, yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, for 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 people hearing Wayne do what he does at that beat, um, it was uh, yeah, it was special. That's one of my that's yeah, that's one of my one of my probably it's probably in my top five Wayne freestyle special. Um, comfort, comfort spe- very, very special. special verse off of that uh that classic uh known as uh the Drought Three. It was Drought Three, right? Okay, sure. um, Drought Three uh disc yep, one, I believe. Disc one. Um, just uh. You know, don't even need to say much about Sky's the Limit. It's just we talk about Wayne and how much he meant to us um, in our formative years. Um, that song probably stands at, at the top of that heat. Uh, but number one is my absolute favorite because this song means so much to me. Also, uh, being a DJ, you know, being in college while this song was out, uh, dropping this shit at so many parties and watching this bitch go up. Uh, number one uh, songs that just got absolutely jacked by another nigga to the point where you never knew the original existed. Lap Dance by One Tiger. Now, Benzo. Batman. When you hear that beat, when you hear that, when you hear that 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 taking off beats, first thing in your mind, 
Benzo, Batman. Benzo, Batman. That's it. That that's the only thing that enters your mind. The only the only fucking thing that enters your mind. Um, one of the best party songs uh, of our generation. It's up there. Um, yeah. I'm talking about just just making a party go live. And as you know, uh, our fair brothers and sisters was throwing and catching uh, set twerk to lap dance. No idea mm-hmm. that that song was originally made by R. Kelly and Snoop Dogg. Um, yeah, I remember. I remember you. You, you told me this a couple of years ago, and it just it just blew my mind. It, it blew your mind. Um, and the only reason I knew is because I heard it on uh, XM Radio uh, like twice um, before, <laughs> uh, way before Lap Dance ended up coming out on Well Done Three. One of them. Well, well done three. I don't know. One yeah. Well done. So. Yeah. One of them. Um, but back in like 2009, I believe 2008, um, before it came out on Well Done in 2010, uh, 2008, I heard Platinum by Snoop Dogg and R. Kelly. And Platinum was a smooth song. It was cool. Um, it was back when, you know, people still, uh, you were allowed to listen to R. Kelly in public. So <laughs> it, 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 it was cool. It was, it was a very solid track, but it wasn't a needle mover. So when you hear that beat, you know, close to two years later, and it's just this absolute strip club party anthem, you have to give credit to Tiger because that is what stealing songs is all about. It's not just about stealing the song. It's not even just about, you know, throwing some new lyrics over, over you know, a, a beat that's been used a million times, special delivery. <laughs> it's 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 about taking a song and reimagining it <clears throat> as Drake did with I'm on one and trust issues. Um it's about taking a song and reimagining it and taking it in a direction in which we previously could have never envisioned before. And that version that R. Kelly and Snoop Dogg made in 2008 was nowhere near one of the greatest party songs of our generation. But you, Tiger, shouts out to you and your new hairline and your hit taste. Um because you earned it. You deserve it. And no matter what the hell you've gone through since that song came out, you will forever be remembered for that. So thank you, Tiger. For sure. Uh, and, and one day we're going to have this conversation about how Tiger might single-handedly have the most party songs that, that go from, from our era. Ooh, you know what? That will be. We'll have to bring on. Uh, <clears throat> we'll have to bring on some um, some legends for that. We'll have to bring on. Uh, our good friend Francis Fall slash B Sims will probably have sure. to bring on a uh, light skin Adrian uh, and perhaps an appearance from Dirty James himself and Dirty James. Yes. Um, to discuss uh, the best party songs of our generation. Stay tuned for Beware the L's pod uh, coming uh, very soon. Real quick before you get into our L's of the week, though, shout out to uh, our light skin compadre Adrian because uh, Adrian's still with me when a lot of other people weren't standing with me. Um, back in the summer of 2013. So this was heading into uh, heading into that last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was super excited to come back to school and get back to DJing, particularly for two songs that that dropped that summer. Um, that I was just that just could make my fucking DJ trigger finger itch. Um, one was on the gifted clappers. And uh, once we got back to school, we saw exactly the power of clappers. Um, Absolute twerk classic. 
But the other one was a song that I remember talking to Adrian about over that summer in 2013 that we thought had a lot more potential than what it really did. Uh, maybe the Michael Olua Candy of uh, party songs might have been, um, you know, the, uh, the the Kwame Brown, the Anthony Bennett of party songs, uh, the, uh, the Marvin Williams of party songs. Uh Bounce it <laughs> by Juicy no, J. Um, and while I and I remember because we had some conversations and I and I remember specifically saying uh, at freezing cold takes. I remember saying that I thought Bounce It was going to be was the next Bands of Maker Dance. And I just knew that it was coming. And we got back that welcome weekend party in Indian Valley in 2013. Uh, the same party where I was letting do it fly and niggas was going brazy. Oh boy. Shout out to and Michael he, Montana. Yes, shout out to Michael Montana. And I remember being excited and be like, this is it, this is it. And I threw on bounce it. And I mean, I don't know if I've ever sucked the life out of a party <laughs> as much as I did Man. with that song. Um I was hurt. I was hurt. I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. Um I- I can imagine. I was, I, I myself was a big fan of bouncing when it came. I definitely, um, that's when I was uh, interning with the baseball team uh, over here, and we had a bunch of intern parties. And at every intern party, I was throwing on bouncing, and everybody was loving it. And I, oh, and I thought man. it would translate to uh, the the can community, but uh, it, it it just didn't do it. It it, it did not. And I did I, hear it some frat house though. I will I will say. Oh that. yeah yeah. Um, frat houses fuck with Juicy J, and I'm sure it got a lot of love in you know the DMV and some other places where that sound may be a little bit more appreciated. But god damn it, like I don't know if I've ever been more wrong about a song in my life. I think that was it. It was humbling. It was humbling because when you a DJ and you DJ in all the parties and you build up a reputation where you go in and the people trust you so much. That you you can throw on whatever you got the hot hand. You Steph Curry yeah. pulling up from thirty. You can throw on fucking uh. You can throw in throw on I just want to love you in the middle of a party. You can throw on Destiny Child Soldier in the middle of a party. You can throw on goddamn Dark Horse in the middle of the party as I've done multiple times. And I, I, I can confirm. And that shit is gonna splash. And I thought Bounce it was gonna splash. And that bitch airballed like Carlton taking that last shot on Fresh Prince. And uh, I was humbled. I was humbled that day, and um, I've never forgotten it. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to light skinned brother Adrian for uh, staying, standing in in solidarity with me. And uh, I think he still has my shoes. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe that's true. We actually, <laughs> I also uh, was. And this is also reverse shout out to uh, Adrian, which is a, a distinct fuck you. <laughs> Because he won't, he and uh, good brother Corey will not leave me alone about uh, what happened in Columbus. Uh, I've lost the, the point of blocking them because um, <laughs> some things happened when I was out in Columbus with uh, those two and uh, good brother Austin. Yeah. Um, unfortunate things, but uh, and now they won't, they won't, they won't stop bothering me about it. But um, might see a repeat Halloween goes. weekend. Holla at us. Oh, uh, for sure, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm into everything. I'm back on my bullshit. Yeah, uh, st- stay, st- stay tuned to your social media uh, feeds as uh, we might see more uh, Negro debauchery. Um, Negrochery. Negrochery. Look at that. We just listen, We coming up with new words, and y'all niggas ain't even listening to the pod. All right. Nope. 
Uh, bitches. But fuck breaking me. news. Breaking news. We got uh two albums drop. We got Drip Harder, which I already it's say time. is going to be project of the year. Mm-hmm. Um screaming at since uh I heard about the collaboration. And also Mud Boy is out. Mud Boy. Um this is it. Sheck West. Um what well, we listen, we know we know Drip Harder is going to be it's gonna be a very good project. I think we are just, you know, that's kind of set in stone. Right. But right. um our boy, uh, Sheck West, your namesake. Um, mm-hmm. It's crazy to me because this nigga is just dropping. He has like three songs, and now he's dropping an album. No mixtapes, no in betweens, no features. Um, shout out, shout out to Ka- shout out to Takashi Formula. It, it, absolutely, and it's so audacious that you have to respect it. And I will be throwing that shit on um, as soon as this podcast is over. But please go oh, support yeah. the young bull, Sheck West. Um, can't yeah. wait to see him open up for Travis Scott. Um, on oh, whole birthday, that's gonna be something. Yes, I, see, I saw him a little. I saw him do a little quick twenty minute shit, and you will enjoy. Check was with the album behind him. Also, breaking news: we got a uh, date for the Quavo Huncho project by uh, the uh, David Ruffin of the the Migos. <laughs> the uh, Beyonce, well, in, in my estimation, the Kelly of the Migos. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Quavo. Looks like next Friday, the twelfth of October. Um, I'm not excited maybe. for it. I, I am. I don't know. I, I feel like if he would have dropped this a year ago, I would have been way more excited for. It. I think Quavo has lost a little bit of steam. I just think, I think the Migos have just made too much music. I think we are a tad bit Migos oversaturated. I, I can see that. Um, and, and and that's not to say that it won't be good or that I won't listen to it right, or rock right. to it. But yeah. in terms of anticipation. I'm not like right. you know j- jumping yeah, off the walls, right, yeah. Um, but yeah. it's still within that Quavo, it won't be taking no L's anytime soon. But no. there are a couple people um, who uh, who have taken mad L's um, this past week. Um, so for our L's of the week, to wrap it on up uh, for episode eleven of uh, between, yep. uh, but where the L's? I got a couple. I got it's uh, it's two prong. One. Um, Fucking Tristan Thompson. Listen, nigga. Alright. Oh, um, I'ma need you to bring to bring your ass back down to earth. I know you think you're living your best life. You know, still going hard with the with the Kardashians. You you know, you you still got hella bread. You still cheating like a motherfucker. Hey. You got, got girls on deck. Don't hey, whatever you feel like is living your best life. But the problem is, you son of a bitch. Nigga, don't be writing checks. For the young calves that we cannot cash. Alright. We are a young team that the city is still very excited for that we want to support, but we understand it's gonna be growing pains. And out of all the niggas on the goddamn team to be coming out and throwing shots at Boston, shots at Toronto, shots at Philly, who as far as I'm concerned, he still run past us. Uh Philly, y'all niggas barely won a game last year. Toronto, we know that story. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, that that was literally my thought. Like, bro, 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 bro. If Kevin Love said this, I'd have a little bit of an issue with it, but I can understand a little bit more. Mm-hmm. If Earl said this, I'm chalking that up to Earl. Earl's <laughs> fucked up right now. Earl's going off the scene. So I expect him to say something like this. But you, sir, Mister Hustle and offensive rebound and cheat. That that's what those are your, your three attributes on 2K. You're a hustling, rebounding cheater. <laughs> <laughs> for you, for you, for you to come, the archetype ass thing. For you to come out here and say that 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 that's crazy. Like, and 
for you to know that the reason why you were able to, to talk your shit to these teams previously was because you had the greatest player to play basketball on your team. Yes. Yep. That ain't gone. Um, get gone, brother. Um, get gone. So now all these teams are going to throw – Whole bunch of dirty shots at him, yes. uh, just go crazy on, on hit the young boys all around and, 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 because because and and, and and our our young our young our young boys don't deserve that shit. They just trying to go out there and play all. basketball. All right, that's all we trying to do. And you out here talking cash shit like you fucking two thousand five Gilbert Arenas. Um, he, he might need a burner if <laughs> if he keeps talking shit. <laughs> as Twitter would say, boy, fuck you. All right. Um, yeah. That just straight up 100%. Um, the second L of the week goes to um, that old blind bitch, Bill Cosby. Um, listen, my nigga. I, 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 listen, I know because you was old, you probably thought you, you probably thought you was good. <laughs> you probably thought you was good money. You was good in the hood. You know, Camille still by you. Uh, Rudy still by you. Um, you still got some delusional fans fucking with you. But uh, guess what, nigga? Um, your ass is going to die in prison. Uh, after being sentenced to three to ten years, um, Bill Cosby is gonna die in a maximum security prison. And you know what, man? Honestly, there it it, it disgusts me. It fucking disgusts me. I guess this is a two pronged L because a three pronged L. Uh, you need a special adapter to plug that bitch in. See, I um, know, that's some European shit right there. I don't know. We have uh, adapters in America. Um, this not just this doesn't just go to Bill Cosby. Um, you know, who thought you were sweet, thought you were cool coming out of courtroom, hitting your, uh, your Kanye gold digger dances and your hey, hey, hey's. You thought it was all good, huh? I thought it was sweet, huh, nigga? Nah. Um, obviously, you know, during the Me Too, uh, movement, the Me Too era, very low tolerance for that shit. Um, should have never been a tolerance for it to begin with, um, whatsoever. But especially during this time, nigga, uh, yeah, you fucked up. You fucked up, um, and he's getting absolutely everything that he deserves. This is not, this is not, you know, it wouldn't be okay if it was an isolated incident. But he is a serial fucking rapist. Period. That's it. Ain't no way around it. Um, so fuck you. Um, he's gonna die in prison, and he deserves it. Um, I am so tired of people always trying to find a way to discredit. Are women to discredit women in general? I mean, we watch we watch the you know the the Kavanaugh um, you know proceedings and hearings in which they've done everything um, that they can to be able to discredit Dr. Ford um, and her story, and they've done the same thing for Bill Cosby and everybody else because women get treated like fucking scum. They, I mean, and it's just it, it baffles me to know what that this world literally can't run without them to know how absolutely essential they are and how much, how much better they are than, than us at everything. I know I wouldn't be shit <laughs> without the women in my life, period point blank. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's just crazy to just to see that, that we are where we are in 2018 as an advanced society and just, just a, a culture and country full of mostly logical people, how people can still, act like this towards women and, 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 and those coming forward with allegations and stuff like that. Like a lot of these, um, the vast majority, I would say, like, I mean, there are your few chances here and there where, where, where people are, are, are lying, um, on the allegations, but I would say a good 90% of these allegations are true. Um, you got to imagine how hard it is for, for, for women to come forward when situations like that happen to, to know that, 
when they see shit like this happen that, that no one's going to believe them or it's going to be extremely hard for them to even tell their side of the story for people to to to, to understand what they're going through and it's incredible that we basically have to, have to just go through this they have to, to fight through this so much um just to even even be heard and then to be discredited to be shot down to be to be mocked and laughed at it's it's hurtful man it really it really makes me mad just to to see that this is what our society's basically come to um very frustrating yeah 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 um i i mean you you said it perfectly um you know and even you know people that that you're close to and people that you consider friends and to be able to to sit around them and 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 you know sometimes hear you know how absolutely ignorant they can be about a lot of these you know these situations you know to to hit you with the oh well why didn't why didn't she come out and say something 30 years ago? Why, if, if you got raped, why wouldn't you say anything immediately? And to even to hear shit like that from people who you're close to and just be like, damn, nigga, like, you really don't get it. Not only do you not get it, you don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's just the lack lack of empathy, uh, a lack of even wanting to understand what other people go through. Absolutely. And, and trying to, not only to try to speak on a situation that you have never experienced and don't know about, but then to try to have the audacity to try to tell these women how they're supposed to uh, express and work through this trauma. Oh, well, if, if if something happened, you should have said something immediately. Oh, okay. Then why don't you go get raped and then tell me how you respond to it? You get what I'm saying? Yes. And it's just like, and, it, and it's disgusting. And my third L of the week goes to um, the Cosby apologist. Um, so all the people that got the audacity to be sitting under pictures talking about, oh, I feel so bad for him. The media was out to get him or he was trying to buy NBC. Fuck y'all. All right, fuck all y'all. Um, step the fuck up. I mean, like, like, absolutely. If these are your your mother's parents, uh, I mean, mothers, aunts, cousins, sisters, girlfriends, daughters, you are not going to be sitting here defending Bill Cosby, talking about he was trying to buy NBC or he don't deserve this, if they were one of the many women that he drugged them. Exactly. You're not. Exactly. That's, that's exactly, that's what I try to tell people, man. Just imagine that that you're looking at, at one of these Cosby, one of these uh, women who accused Dr. Cosby. Imagine that, that that's somebody you know. Imagine that somebody you're close to and what they say and how you would feel if they said that. And now translate that same feeling you would if somebody you're close to you said that to the person who's actually saying that shit. Absolutely. And that's what makes misogyny and and toxic masculinity and chauvinism so disgusting because people find the way to actually dissociate. They actually find actually are able to dissociate what women go through from the women that are close to them. Even though there is a a one in four chance that a woman close to them has experienced some type of sexual assault or some type of rape at some point in their lives. But they manage to make it so they do not give a goddamn about this happening to any other women other than somebody that they care about. And that is disgusting. And that shows a fucking all, lack of humanity. All, all for a nigga that you like the TV show. Exactly. That's it. You go, you going out your way, you say doing like cognitive dissonance just for a nigga who, who gave, made you laugh a few times. Like it, it's just, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous, man. This shit, it, yeah. it gets me like, I don't, I don't know, man. And, and, and we laugh and joke about a lot of this, sh- a lot of shit on this show, but you know, domestic violence and sexual assaults is, is obviously is one of those things that we speak on quite often because it is, um, 
it is something that we feel strongly about and everybody should fucking feel strongly about it. Um, yeah, there, there's a few things that, that just should be universal in, in understanding and feeling like domestic violence. We should, we should all universally feel one way about that. And sexual harassment, sexual assault, rape, all that shit. We should all universally feel one way about it. And the fact that people, it's not universal. shows kind of how fucked up we are as, as a people. There, there is no wiggle room to it. There is no, Oh, well he kind of sort of, I don't know. There's ain't no fucking gray area. Nah, Listen, no gray this, area. this, this, this is where I stand. And I'm not going to act like some people, especially in situations and, you know, you talk about black athletes and black college students and white girls. Oh, you see a lot of lying. Um, it, 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 it happens quite often, but, um, I'm not going to let those three or 4% of cases make me ignore the other 96. You get what I'm saying? I'm not going to use that as a rationalization for why I'm not going to care about somebody's life and point blank period. Um, it's, there is no gray area where I stand is, If somebody has been sexually assaulted, if they have been raped, if they have been violated, listen, maybe those are one of the few times where I do feel like you're guilty until proven innocent. We don't fuck with that. We don't fuck with that. Like that at all. So um, for everybody who's still out there um, trying to discredit her or not, not just Dr. Ford, but any woman, um, any you know, try, trying to, you know, stick up for your boy, stick up for your frat brother, stick up for your boss, stick up for a nigga from a goddamn TV show. Um, everybody, everybody. And again, this ain't me, you know, preaching from a high horse. This ain't me saying, oh, I'm so much better than you. But no, because I'm a fucked up in a lot of ways myself. We are all trying to grow. We are all trying to progress. We are all trying to advance. And there are 15 million things that myself and Wesley can can improve upon in our lives. But one thing that you don't have to tell me to do that nobody has to teach me or explain to me is how the fuck to care about somebody getting sexually assaulted. If that shit doesn't snap, if that doesn't click to you immediately, then you are truly fucked up. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't get it, man. This is shit that should be automatic, and so, the fact that it's not is is crazy, man. I don't. It's, so uh, I'm uh, I'm very worked up now. Um, so that's all I gotta say. Um, I'm sure you also have an L of the week. I apologize for uh for ranting. No, this is uh, something that needs to get rant. Oh look, Josh Gordon caught a touchdown. Wish he could have done it for Browns. Um, but yes, this is something that definitely needs to be spoken upon. Um, <clears throat> My okay, sir. <coughs> sir, sir, you okay, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, fuck Josh Gordon. Continue. Oh boy. All right. So, so my L of the week. Uh, it's a widespread, widespread L. Um, approximately mm, one, two, about seventy million people. Um, are L's of the week. Um, recipients this week, including myself, including you, uh, the listener. Um. Smile of the week goes to everybody who did not vote or does not support um, the president that is currently in office. Um, the L of the week goes to us for because we are now able to get presidential alerts sent directly yeah. to our phones. Now, in theory, in a vacuum, in practice, this would be a good thing. 
president can reach out to us with, with issues in national security. So I got to check my timeline to figure out North Korea's busting bus missiles at us. Yes. Um, but we got to take a look at who we have in office and realize that sooner rather than later, I'm going to get some goddamn poorly, uh, poorly gra- grammatized. It's a new word I'm making up. Poorly grammatized tweets coming direct to my goddamn phone. I'm going to be at work and I'm going to have something about uh, collusion in Russia. There's a witch hunt. Kavanaugh's my nigga. Fuck with him. I don't need to be seeing that. I, I, I hope that there is some sort of checks and balances system that will prevent uh, the president from, from sending me his tweets. But as, as I've seen, uh, I've seen no evidence of him being anybody being able to tell him what to do or anything really stop him from doing anything that he wants to do. So I'm sure some sort of tweets, um, some pictures, I don't know what's going to come through. Maybe he'll find uh, the real Obama birth certificate. I don't know. But yes, we are all L recipients this week because the president now has direct access to sending us stuff on us on our phone, which is making me kind of want to go back to my uh, my Nokia. I'll go ahead and take um, it back. Yes, going back to right to my Motorola Razor on these niggas. Shots but, to um, Snake Gang. Yes, yes, Snake Gang. Um, but um, yeah, that, that that was my other week. Is us. Um, you can turn. There is a way you can turn your notifications off. Um, for now. Uh, so I left, I've left mine on for now because I you never fucking know what was going to happen yeah. with this guy. So um, if you want to turn yours off, turn yours off. Um, if not, prepare yourself for uh, for tweets and, and capital letters where they aren't supposed to be. Um, yes, his tweets tend to look like a, a, a sarcastic SpongeBob gif. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, so as uh also see a new single, uh, Lil Mosey. Uh, featuring Blockboy JB Yappa, which I will also be going well, to listen to very you soon. Said, you said the magic words, Blockboy JB, <laughs> um, and then you said a, a gun title. Oh boy! <laughs> um, uh, as we as we sign off for today, you know we we have a lot of fun talking about sports. We have a lot of fun talking about uh, you know music and you know in different elements of the culture. Do white people have culture? All that shit. But man, listen uh, before we go care just 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 make an effort to care a little bit more about basic human things you know like we we could never ask the the base the, the entire human population to just become moral pillars you know overnight and honestly that's not that's never going to happen there's always going to be good people and bad people or you know I'm not even really a good a good person and bad person type of guy. I'm more a there are people who do fucked up shit and don't care, and there are people who try to do good by other people. Um, there's always going to be that those basically those checks and balances. But in terms of basic fucking human rights and and human things, we're not talking about you know. Um, whether you know whether you should steal or whether you should cheat or whether you should any of that things that are obviously morally wrong but some people are going to do regardless we ain't talking about that we talking about shit that there should never be a debate to we're talking about sexual assaults we're talking about rapes we're talking about racism we're talking about um you know how you how, how you treat the poor and destitute how you you know, respecting your teachers. We're talking about just common, little, everyday fucking things that are not hard to do. It is not hard to care about whether somebody gets raped or not. 
or to give them the 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 voice and the support that they deserve. That shit's not hard. That's not hard. Not being fucking racist isn't hard. Alright? And those things, those little fucking things, um, it's easy to go tell y'all to do it. Don't just do it. Make sure that the people around you do it. And don't tolerate when the people around you are doing that shit. Hold yourself and others accountable. Um, hold them accountable. Keep that same energy at all fucking times. And God damn, just give a fuck. Give a fuck about somebody. Give a fuck yeah. about people. Give a fuck about somebody other than yourself. Or even better, give a fuck about somebody other than your mama. Because everybody loves their mama and treats their mama like gold. But listen, people's mamas, um, there are there are ain't shit mamas out there. There are people's mamas who are ain't shit people. There are people's mamas who have been in traumatic situations. There are people's mamas who have done a lot of shit they should have done, a lot of shit they shouldn't have done. So when I say that, I mean, don't look at shit through this bubble. Don't look at this shit in a vacuum through blinders. Understand that your mother is just as human as any other person on this planet. And keep the same energy that you keep with her as what you keep with other human beings. It's a, it, it, it's, it sounds comp- it's really it's really simple. It's really fucking simple. And the, I think one thing I want to add to that is one thing we, we, we kind of stress on this uh on this show on the podcast is, is growth. So if you're able like hold yourself accountable, recognize, hey, I haven't been the best person. I haven't been 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 empathetic towards others. I haven't been able to to view things the way they should be. Grow from that. Hold yourself accountable. Hold others accountable. That's going to help you grow from that and help grow other people around you. So this is what we really are really, really here preaching here is keeping that same energy in all situations and growing because no one's a perfect person, but we all can strive to be better people. So just try to be better every day through through looking at, at situations around you and just react the right fucking way. It's not it's really not that hard. Not even close, man. Um, yeah. But uh, so. To, to, this is a this is a good ass discussion on the very end of this pod, I like it. Yes, um, ended on a, on a, on, a, on a slightly upbeat note before we get out of here. Yes, sir. Speaking about new music, this whole second half, we got a new new uh, Takashi song called "Stupid," featuring. Oh, it, 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 is that is that the one that sounds like uh, it sounds like somebody who it sounds sound like uh, Bob some Bobby Schmurter shit, don't it? It's my computers. Guess what? Hmm. Stupid. Featuring Bobby Schmurda. <laughs> uh, I was I, I pulled it up during during your, your your rant, and I was going to cry from the, the the what you were saying because what you were saying was very strong, and then I was going to cry because if you know anything about myself, Austin, if you know anything about us, I'm a I am a I'm a, a black man first, and I'm a Bobby Schmurda fan second. Absolutely, that's how that, that's how this shit goes. Um. I, I think it's bad that I actually just teared up. Like I'm not even joking. Like, oh no, nah, no, nah, I definitely like, I definitely like choked up. I like, I felt a little, a little apple in my throat. Though. Like, I haven't felt this a feeling in a while. But I hope if it's a new, if it's a new Bobby verse, I'm, I'm I might not go to work tomorrow. I took um, off the other day. I'm, I might not go to work tomorrow. But listen, Bobby, just know we waiting on you when you get out, dog. All right, Bobby, listen, Bobby, Bobby Rowdy, please, you are the first guest we want to have. Anybody else who I invite on the show, fuck you. You don't matter. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Um, wow. Um, God is good, ain't he? Ain't he? All the time. All the time. So all the time. Um, God is good. So we gonna sign out, man, and let y'all live y'all best 
uh, God fearing, God induced lives uh, with through God's grace as the same grace that we are experiencing right now as we will experience new Bobby Schmurda for the first time in almost five years. Um, so, uh, hey, we love y'all. All right. Um, fuck with us. Uh, well, we love y'all unless you are an apologist to uh, rapist and racist. Then in that case, uh, fuck you. So, um, hey, uh, fuck with your boys. Um, beware the oh, ills. Gross. Follow at Beware the Ills, at Uptown Ace Boogie, at Ain't That Wiz. Um, we have fun having this little dialogue with you. Next week, we will be back on some ignorant shit. So, signing out. Be easy. Straight like that. We out. <laughs>